What's poppin', what's poppin', everybody? Oh my gosh, this is our very first official episode of Hoopin' with Mike and Brian. Today, we are talking about a lot, but well, I want to introduce the people of this podcast, Mike and Brian, myself on the main mic, Michael Mohe, and over here, Brian McCollum, what's going on, everybody? Excited to be here. This is just like a little dream of ours, you know, talking hoops, talking hoops with my boy. Um, you know, a little background about me from Cresco, New Jersey. Shout out to everyone back home. I know everyone's listening. Hey, mom. Uh, you know, I played basketball all my life. Big, uh, big New York Knicks fan. They're my guy. They're my team, I mean. And, you know, my favorite player is Russell Westbrook. We'll get into that later. But, you know, Mike. You oh, oh, no. Uh, big. I was a military kid growing up. Uh, the big Miami guy at 305. Shout out to 305. But I got to give a special shout out to my parents. They gave me life. They gave me this thing, gave me my opportunity in my life that, hey, man, I'm living this dream. I'm here on this wonderful podcast with you, Brian. You know, hey. This is just the beginning, just and we are we are going to take off. I promise this. We're going to take off. Also, one more thing. Be sure to follow the IG at the Hooping Podcast, and more platforms coming soon. Yes, yes. We are trying to get on every single platform, and uh, we want to be able to, you know, have people tune in, listen. This is definitely not going to be a podcast where it's just, you know, we're, we're going to bore you with stats. We're going to bore you with just saying the same old things that, you know, not saying anything, not shots or anything at ESPN. But, you know, none, none of that boring stuff. We're going to get into stuff. We're going to talk and um, we're going to do our thing. I mean, let, let's start out about, you know, I know we talked about where we're from, but mm-hmm. let, let's talk about some basketball history so yeah. people don't think we're just some bums <laughs> talking about some basketball. Yeah. But For what's sure. your basketball history, Brian? Uh, you know, I played basketball all my life, you know. Right when I was born, it feels like I started playing basketball. Played all the way to senior high school. You know, I don't want to brag. First team all league. Senior year. Yeah. Could have played college ball. You know, here I am right now talking hoops at West Virginia. You know. Um, shout out to my boy specifically, Andre. He's I know he's tuned in right now. That's it, man. How about you, Mike? Hey, no, man. I mean, I've been playing basketball for a while. I mean, at first, um, I was a big baseball guy. I grew up more playing baseball. But, I mean, I was always been a sports guy, but I fell in love with basketball so deeply, you know, especially in the era of, you know, 2003 when LeBron, D-Wade, that's my boy D-Wade, the Flash came in the league and stuff like that. So, but, man, I played I played high school ball, um, loved the game, and, you know, wish, dreams and aspirations of playing, you know, college ball or even playing the big leagues and stuff like that, even overseas. But, you know, hey, man, yeah. uh, I get to still be connected with with basketball and talk about it. Yeah. With my guy Brian over here, sure. so um, yeah. But hey, yeah. let's get into it. Let's do it. Monday, Monday was crazy. Fifteen, 15 games. Fifteen games. All teams of the NBA of the National Basketball Association in one night. In one night, it was historic. Historic. That, I don't think they've done something like this. Huh? And then what was crazy is League Pass was giving all those games for free. Yeah. So if you didn't tune in, you missed That's on some that. good mm-hmm. games. There were some good games. Um, my heat loss and game winning, game winning three, <laughs> but, um, there is, there was some good games that really yeah. the only game I watched is the heat game, but I got to go back, watch some highlights. It was, it was nice little night. I mean, some disappointing things. I mean, but we'll definitely preface that. But what, what were your thoughts on that 15 night? Oh, uh, you know, well, I'm obviously happy the Knicks won. Um, you know, they play the T-Wolves, which, you know, we'll get into that a little later, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I'll take anyone at this point, the Knicks five and five. You know, not 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 great. 
we're pretty mid team. But uh, another matchup that we were talking about earlier before we got on was you know the, I, I was tuned into the Rockets Magic game. Interested to see that. I was watching that Jabari Smith Paolo matchup. But that's that. But it even was, though that game was good, because I, I watched the highlights of yeah. that game and watched like you know kind of a breakdown of that game, and it it was it was a fun, enjoyable <laughs> game. But it wasn't what I was expecting because I was expecting, yo, this is Jabari yeah, Smith exactly. versus Paolo. And Paolo's been killing yeah. it over the last couple mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah, I think he scored 36 30. the other night. Yeah. Um, and he's just been on a tear, man. I think at this point, if he continues, I oh. think rookie of the year. Automatic. Oh, 100%. Automatic. And I think 100%. he beats a lot of historic records. Oh, yeah. He's been just That's destroying record yeah. after record. And it's mm-hmm. it's enjoyable. And especially from somebody you know that likes to claim you know, Orlando, the 407, <laughs> like myself, even yeah. though, yes, I'm a big 305 Miami guy. Um, I originate from Orlando. I've, I have family, you know, shout out to the Mohe and Osorio family and everything. But um, that that's, that's you know, my roots are yeah. there. And um, I always like to see the ma- magic succeed or actually have some hype around this. And, man, it, it's great to watch them play, but it's just – I don't know if they're just missing something mm-hmm. or coaching's not going right, but I mean yeah. they're what the worst league, well, worst. I think they have the worst. Yeah, they're sitting at two and nine. But what what I would yeah. like to say, I, yes, they're two and nine, last in the Eastern Conference team. But when I last team in the Eastern Conference, but when I watch them play, I, I don't think they're the worst team in the league. I I, I actually really like the positionless lineup where they have Paolo. Yeah. They play. They have Bulbo, who's lo- who's been tearing it up. They got yeah, Bomb, but they got so much size. Which like maybe they you know they they haven't played together so that could be a, a problem. But like I'm watching this team and look, pe- Magic people aren't always tuned in on the Orlando Magic, but I I think in like three to five years this team can actually be a serious team to watch. They they can be and and that's that's just the thing. I think that's just what Orlando Magic fans like they hope for because th- that's always been the thing with yeah. Orlando is that like. We draft these guys, and I'm saying we, Lord. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, they draft these guys, and it's like they expect a lot. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's and it's good because these guys come out on their stars. Yeah. I mean, two, what, their last two first, first trip picks? What? You had Shaq, mm-hmm. you went to the finals. Dwight. You had Dwight, you went to the finals. People forget, Dwight was the best center in the league. For a long time. For a long time and everything. Led them to the final. The year it was supposed to be Kobe, LeBron in the finals. Dwight messed that up. No, I don't want to say messed it up, but he took down LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals. And, yes, he did. You know, obviously lost to Kobe. Yes, he, but. he actually came out on a podcast recently talking about that. I didn't, I yeah. didn't listen to that. Oh, was it the All the Smoke podcast, I think? I believe so. Okay. And he came out talking about how, you know, he wanted to go after LeBron and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because, you know, I mean... LeBron's been LeBron yeah. since he came well, in the league and because everything. Before um before that the before that series ended, the Orlando Cleveland series, people were already um writing off the magic. They're already saying Kobe versus LeBron. I, obviously, you know, that's gonna set fuel to the fire. Like sure. th- if you're in the Eastern Conference Finals, like at that point anyone can beat anybody. Mm-hmm. So I, I just people forget how good Dwight Howard was. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, he, he really revolutionized that center position. That center position because I mean now we look at guys now I mean it's a, it's a positionless league yeah. now and guys are just killing. I mean especially with Apollo uh, uh, on Magic man yeah. he he controls he almost when he's in mm-hmm. he has the ball mm-hmm. and like I've never really seen it like this where yeah. like he has the ball 90% He looks like he's been the in the time. league for 5 10 years. 5 10 years like he's crazy. He's, a, he's dude he's big. big. He can get rebounds, he facilitates yeah. everything. But just watching that rest of that team, they, I really believe, and, I, and I've seen this in posts and everything, they need to do this big lineup. Oh, 100%. Because especially mm-hmm. with France Wagner Front, literally yeah. controlling the ball, 
dude can facilitate. Yeah. Man's not even looking for mm-hmm. his shot at first. He's like, oh, let me get my teammates involved and everything. And it's a beautiful thing, but I don't know if they just lack on defense. These yeah. guys aren't really wanting to play defense, and they're all focused on offensive end. Because when I was watching them against play the Rockets, it was like the Rockets were just scoring, yeah. doing whatever they wanted. They were getting fast breaks. They were stopping them on the defensive end, and it was just like, yeah. it's like ah. And this is what happens. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of these games have been close. I mean, currently, right now, I know we're going to talk about games that are happening tonight or even right now, but they're having a close game right now with Dallas. It's yeah. 79-78 in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. They can compete is the thing, but what I just yeah, I don't understand this issue that you're 2 and 9 two to and start nine. the season. That yeah, and look, uh, not to steer away from the Magic, but I'd like to see the, so yeah, they're going toe to toe with the Mavericks and I was watching the Mavericks game um I forgot who they played. This was, I believe, Friday or Saturday night. And when I'm sitting there watching it, I'm like, the Mavericks did what the Lakers should have done. They put shooters, players that would fit well with Doncic around him. Like Josh Green, many people might not know who he is, but he's shooting 60, like 67% from three. Isn't he leading the league? I think, leading I the league in three. They yeah. got Reggie Bullock. They got, you know, Dinwiddie. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith, too. Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, they got guys who... They don't have. They don't need the ball. Like, they, look at the end of the day on the Mavericks, the ball is in Luca's hands ninety nine percent of the game. That's what it looks like, and they have guys who are like looks like that they bought into that system. Um, so that's what I, I think. That that's what they did. What the Lakers should have done with LeBron. Put the not no don't you don't have to take the most talented players, but you got to put the players that you think will fit best in that system. So it's honestly, if the Magic can beat the Mavericks, you know that's. That's as good as it can get because I really think the the Dallas Mavericks have the I can go really far this year in that sense. They can, and and, and it's almost like they need to. It's like I feel like the hype around them in a way is like a little weird because it's like people want them to be great, like want them yeah. because especially how Luca's been a monster this year, literally Every almost averaging. He's 36, 36 points per game, I believe. Thirty six. He's leading the league with that, <sighs> and he's almost averaging a trip dub. It's crazy. How are you doing that on a team that you know? I mean, yeah. and this is what's great. I yeah. think it's a good point that like this is what the Lakers probably should have done with LeBron. Support around him that yeah, are if that are complement exactly because if you if you just look at the Dallas Mavericks roster and you don't and say you don't know much about basketball you're gonna think they're a bad team you're yeah. outside of Luca that's not a knock on the other players but they don't have like they don't have like three all stars they have Luca and the the one thing I will I don't want to criticize Luca too much my question about Luca is if he really wants to win or gets to a spot where he can really contend I'm not saying this team can't contend but if he wants to get to a place where he's winning multiple championships I don't know. If he can play with another ball dominant player, I because I just think when Luke is at his best, obviously the ball is in his hands ninety nine percent of the game. No, of course. But of course. that that's my one question about Luca. But hey, they made it to the Eastern Conference, no Western Conference Finals last season. They they beat the Suns, who were easily the best off, um, regular season team last year. Sure, so sure. you know, again, they're one series away from the NBA Finals. You know, yeah. so I mean, you could definitely tell. I'm looking at it right now, but you could definitely tell that team is shooting at a high rate because mm-hmm. right now they're top three. They are number three in the league in field goal percentage. Yeah. So they're they're taking smart shots. They're they're making their shots. And, and it's a beautiful thing because, mm-hmm. I mean, right now they are sitting in the Western Conference at, uh, I mean, they're sitting at fifth place. Six and three. Six and three, which is where they want to be, yeah. especially, especially with this team not having, I yeah. guess, the star calibers that everyone wish they have. But... They have a good team. Yeah. Christian Wood's playing his role. I mean, Christian, Christian Wood, Wood. That's a name. And people, that yeah. was a great because he comes off them. the bench. 
and yes, I believe, and people, you know, when you sign him, to, when you know, he has a pretty big contract, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I remember Jason Kidd said he wants Christian Wood to come off the bench. Doesn't yeah, want to yeah. be. He wants him to play his his game, but off the bench. Right. And people were critical of that. You know, people thought he should have started, but I mean, it's working. It's working. It's working. And also another thing is Luca's averaging, I believe, one point nine steals a game. Which people were crit crit I was critiquing his defense. I didn't think he was a good defender. I'm not saying steals is what makes you a great defender, but I think my one my one question about Lucas: Can he defend? Yeah, I think it's more of a. So not not to get all into like the nitty gritty about playing defense, but like yeah. I think it's just more of the aggressiveness yeah. that Lucas shows yeah, with the, yeah, with the steals true. because a lot of that could just be bad passes yeah. from people and he's just stealing it mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But I've seen him kind of play a little yeah. bit on ball and he can he can I guess I could say in this in this league now if you can at least contain your guy yeah. at least stay in mm -hmm. front of him and maybe make him miss some shots. I think you're on yeah. you could be on a good side of but, being a uh, good defender. Yeah. And the thing I also love about Luke is this is probably more on the offensive end but he tr he plays at his own pace the entire game. Oh yeah. Like he he you cannot knock him he off he pace. will go so slow mm -hmm. but he'll get a bucket every single time. It's every it's fun to watch because you see guys like you look at like Darren Fox guys who like go at it the entire game, like mm -hmm. running so fast up and down the floor, which is fun to watch. But honestly, I enjoy when it's slowed down when Luke is just uh, orchestrating that offense. But he does it at his own pace. It's like you kind of know what Luke is going to do, but you just can't stop it. Like okay. he has this like fadeaway. I, I kind of think of Dirk when he does it. Yeah. Like you can't guard it. You I just mean, can't I, th I think it. a lot of people should have copied that move because, yeah. like, I mean, I think it's just like how I've heard people say about the NFL. It's a copycat league. I think NBA. Could be the same, and yeah. there's some things that people are copycatting away, but they make it their own little mm -hmm. thing. Like a lot of people talk about how the crossover came apart. You have yeah. guys like Isaiah Thomas, Tim Hardaway, shout out Tim Hardaway <laughs> when he played for the Heat, Heat great. But um, yeah. you had guys like them where it was just a regular one two, but yeah. then you had guys that came in like Allen Iverson, and it was yeah, I'm I'm bringing it all the way out here, and I'm a shake with it, and yeah. I'm a, I'm cross you, so. I love the way Luca plays, and it, it, I think it, he's a great player to watch, uh -huh. especially how much For he's sure. on a tear right now. But, um, yeah, it, it's beautiful. Because then another thing I want to talk about Luca, and I think there's guys like this in the league, and I'm going to say a name that's right now controversial, but it, we'll talk about that later. But Kyrie Irving, a guy like Kyrie uh -huh. Irving, he has a counter move. For every little thing, Luca's not the fastest of guys. He's no. fast. He could he could turn on and when turn on a little him, igniter, sure. and he could take off. But he has a counter move for everything. You mm. could come off. He's gonna hit you with you know between the legs. I'm gonna I'm gonna go behind my back. I'm gonna hit yeah. you with a little step back. He has a counter move for everything. And guys like that are unstoppable. Uh, to guard. That's why I love watching Kyrie play. And the one thing that um, fascinates me the most about Kyrie is just he finishes at the rim. Like oh, it doesn't matter what insane. angle, who's on him, it, it's it, the spin he just the spin he puts on the ball is insane, crazy, and it's like he makes it look so, he just makes it look so effortlessly that it's like sometimes I'm watching Kyrie Irving play. I'm not a I'm not a huge Kyrie fan, but I, my jaw just drops. I'm like that's crazy how he yeah. does it. He, he's a Jersey guy too. So yeah, true, true, true. Um, so let, let's I want to I want to talk about this other game because I saw this game. I was watching this. I kept watching these highlights because just just like the magic. There's these teams right now that are struggling record-wise and aren't winning games. Some yeah. of them are close up like that, and some of them, they're getting blown out. But I want to bring attention to the Detroit Pistons. Uh -huh. They have a fascinating yeah. team to watch. Mm -hmm. Jaden Ivey is a guy. 
is oh, a yeah. guy for them. I believe he could be that next step for them. I believe he's that something. But they have such a good young core. I and then what's it. funny is they have guys that are veterans that are mm-hmm. around them. Like they have Bojan, who's an absolute mm-hmm. sniper. Like yeah. he won't miss if he's if he's on. But guys like Cade is killing it. Cade yeah. Cade literally almost I'm, had a trip yeah. dub against the Thunder. Cade is killing it. Jaden Ivey's killing I'm it. Also, Bojan yeah, is crazy. Uh, Bojan too. I've, Isaiah Stewart too. I, he put he plays so hard. Like he, does. It, I, he, he I, I whenever I watch him play, I swear he gets every rebound. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know. But this Pistons team again, another young team. Where I think I feel like we say this a lot about young teams, but I honestly believe in three to five years when Ivy takes those next steps. Kate is already kind of taking those next steps. Mm-hmm. He's really you know moving up. He, I I just think. The Pistons can seriously. I, I think they can make a. I think they can make a run for a playing spot this year. I don't know if they will. You know, they're what three and eight right now, not sitting at a great spot. But like, I, I do think they, they they can seriously make some noise. Honestly, I do believe yeah. that. And I, then yeah, no, so that yeah, no, I believe so. I mean, even when you said it out there before we started recording, I mean, they even have a guy like Sadiq Bay who who could drop. Sadiq Bay, he put up 40, fifty points 50, last year. Last year, like yeah. he, they have that caliber, and and, and it's beautiful to watch because he's. A, I I really honestly think this league has a bright future. Oh, 100%. Bright yeah. future with guys just I mean even on the on, on the other end who the Pistons played Thunder, Shake Gilchrist oh, dropped 33 and almost had a trip up himself. Yeah. And you know, it I didn't get to see all the other guys that kind of went off for them. I mean, they had um Trey Mann Trey who Mann, also yeah. was doing pretty good. Um Josh Giddy I I watched the highlights. Yeah. Josh Giddy wasn't really doing a lot, mm-hmm. but I mean, I could understand from his view that he, you know, he when he comes in, he's kind of like the guy that's just getting everyone involved. Yeah. He's passing the ball around. He's he's putting his effort. Like I mean, he played twenty four yeah. minutes in the game. So and Lou Dort also is probably honestly is probably one of the better defenders in the league. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. and he could shoot from three too, which is you know. But yeah, no, Shea's averaging what? I think he's averaging like thirty one a game, roughly thirty thirty one. I think he's top five. Yeah. in scoring. Right he's now. um. The Thunder again. They're they're they are the like they have with the draft picks they have. Mm-hmm. Again, um, what I was what I would like to bring up about the Thunder is the one thing I am worried about is like if if they have all these top draft picks and all these top draft picks are as good as they're set out to be, they're not going to be able to keep all of them in the future. Yeah, you that's know? true. Very but valid. based on right now, that Shea Shea's one of the better one of the best shooting guards in the league. I think he's up there. He's moving his way up there. I just think the Thunder. Uh, they have to win a little bit more, but Shea's mm-hmm. actually been killing it. Yeah. It's just when I look when I look at this box score against against the Pistons, I think it is the fact they need that that other guy to yeah. really shine, and I think that's what they were hoping with with um, Chet Holmgren. Yeah, and it sucks that he went down, and I knew Chet. he was probably going to uh-huh. make an impact, and I, and I believed in Chet. Yeah, because it, it was you know he was a unicorn man. He was mm-hmm. seven foot, had handles, could shoot from the logo, mm-hmm. and then could could post you up, even though you know he's. He's a stick. Really. He looks like I mean, me, but he's seven seven feet tall. Seven feet tall, and yeah. it's and uh, I think it, it could have been a really good add to this mm-hmm. team yeah, because sure. they needed that. Because I'm looking at this box score right now, and Shea obviously played the most minutes, played 38 yeah. minutes. So obviously he's on the court 99 percent of the time. Yeah, but no one else had. There's only two guys that had double digits other than Shea, which was. Mike Muscala and Kendrick Kenrich yeah. Williams. Yeah, that's those are your two big men. And Mike Muscala was just shooting threes. When I was watching yeah. the highlights, he was just really just catching wide open catch shots and, and just catch a shoot. It was mm-hmm. easy. So I mean, he. It's not that Shea needs people to step up. It's just I think 
they need that other guy yeah. that's going to score for them because they can't really do a lot if it's just Shea yeah. trying to do everything because I think Shea can do everything. He's a good facilitator. He could pass the ball well, but then he could create his own shot. But if you're the only guy scoring on your team and everyone else is kind of just like, win. yeah, you're not going to win. In this league, you can't. But that also you know, just brings me to the, um, the the Utah Jazz. We were talking about that. Yeah, Obviously, sitting Woo! at 9-3. and three. It, it looks like when you watch them play, I just think they're a team with no egos. They're just guys who, ha- who have something to prove, whether they were they didn't get much of opportunity elsewhere or they're just going, they're just going out and balling. And they have, I believe it's one, two, they have like six guys averaging double digits, you know? And that's the thing, the underrated part, which people, I feel like people don't understand is when, when I saw the, the Timberwolves, when they traded Rudy Gobert to the T-Wolves and got Malik Beasley and all those guys, whatever, like the Timberwolves gave up all their role players. And as we've seen with like the Bucks and Warriors, like you can't just have th- three guys. If you want to, if you want to have championship aspirations, you need to have guys who will buy into that role. So that's mm-hmm. what I like about this Utah Jazz team is like they're all kind of buying into the system. You can tell, and they have a role, and that's what they're doing. Like Lori Marketing is pro- the primary scorer as of right now. I would say he so. Um, and you wouldn't even think that no. looking at this team, especially with the history of this team, Lori Marketing just came on team. If there was anybody that was going to be a main scorer on this team would be Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, Clarkson. Because he's stayed on the team. Mike Conley has been on the team too, but Mike Conley, not saying that he's, yes, he's an older in his age, but Mike Conley's more of, I'm a pass yeah, first pass point first. guard. I, like, I was I'm high on Colin Sexton too. That's why, you know, when I, I when I thought the Cavs made that trade when they gave up Sexton, I, I thought, I'm not saying Sexton can be your franchise player, like the guy you build around, mm-hmm. but as a young point guard, no one's going to play harder than Colin Sexton. He can oh, score okay. the ball. And I just think if you if you if you're a young team, you know, small market, Sexton's like he'll he'll he's gonna embrace wherever he's at. I feel like, mm-hmm. and look, Colin Sexton, he's averaging what 15 points per game. Honestly, he was my he was my preseason pick for most improved player. Like I do, I well, his teammates taking that. Yeah, away. exactly. Laurie Marketing, unfortunately, <laughs> but, is how no, I'm 100%. looking at it because Laurie Marketing is yeah, because he I think he got drafted by Minnesota, traded to the Bulls. And he I, he was he was unhealthy like he he was hurt a lot I believe in the beginning yeah, part of it. So, so now he's you know fully healthy getting a he's what the, he's easily the number one scorer so it's interesting to see that he's taking advantage of putting up twenty two a game you know um, so it, it, teams like that are fun to watch where like yeah. they don't have like one it's not like you're just watching LeBron or Luca just dribble do whatever they want the entire game like they're just guys they move the ball they score they mm. they do the dirty stuff it's just like. I don't know. I just I, I, enjoy I watching think it's like that. yeah. No, I enjoy this. Well, I I really enjoy watching this Utah Jazz team because I think I've said this before off record or even when we did something before. But this team, they all have chips on their shoulders. You kind of premised it. They, these are guys are all like they've all been traded. You mm-hmm. have guys like Malik Beasley was traded from the Timberwolves. Traded yeah, Laurie Markkinen from the Bulls. I think they signed Kelly Olynyk. Are they? Oh, uh, he came from where? Did he come from Detroit? Was he? Oh, he was a part of that trade, the Bogdan trade, I believe. Bogdan, yes. Yeah. So he came from Detroit. You have Colin Sexton from the Cavs, and you have THT Talonhorn yeah. Tucker from you know the Lakers and all that stuff. I was and also high on Ochai, Ochai, the guy from Kansas. Oh, Ochai Ojabi. Yeah, because yes. we saw him. I remember seeing him last year when he came to the Kali, and I, I was like, that guy. I, I I think he'll be in the league a while. I just, I, I he's like one of those guys who like I think he gets all his teammates better. He goes in there. He, he look. He's he's only getting roughly like ten minutes a game, eleven minutes mm-hmm. a game, whatever it is. But I just I when I see him play, I'm like, this guy's. If he can continue to progress, I think he can really make his mark in this league. I, I mean, who's their coach again? Because I oh, they had their coach is really good. Because I'm looking at this box score, and I'm, and I'm not even looking at their stats. The stats. Oh, Will Hardy. 
Will Hardy. Mm-hmm. I think he came from Boston. Did he, he come, come from Boston? Boston? I believe. I, I, I don't know the, the history of the, the coach, but he's doing such a good job, especially like they're number one in the West. Mm-hmm. Another thing is the minute separation. Like mm-hmm. nobody's really playing the highest yeah. minutes except for probably like their two main scorers, yeah. which is Jordan Clarkson and Laurie Marketing. But that, like against the Lakers, they only played 28 and 27 yeah. minutes. Everyone else is playing amongst That's 20 it. minutes, getting 15 minutes, minute time on the court, and they're proving their thing. I mm-hmm. mean, you have guys like, I think I dropped this little stat line with you. I, I don't know if it's factual yet. I could check right now, but Kelly Olynyk is mm-hmm. what top five, top ten in the league in yeah. steals. I think he was top ten. Yeah. So you know, it's it's crazy to see that you could see, and you could also see it on the stats if you're a stat person or if you're more of an eye test. Yeah. You're watching the game and stuff, but these guys are putting it on the line. These guys are going out there and they're like, you know what? Everyone's doubting us. You know what? This is what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put it right back to your face and I'm going to shove it in your face and I'm going to show you that we have what it takes and I think that, that a lot of these guys have that chip on their yeah. shoulder and I think this is I think I think it's a beautiful thing especially That's, watching this this team literally get doubted so hard and because like, everyone's oh, yeah. like they obviously you know you trade your two best players you know you're thinking they're mm-hmm. going to tank especially for Victor Weminyama but like <laughs> like yeah I, I like if I'm um if I'm the Jazz players I'm like yeah I'm not I'm not I'm not here to like get some other guy coming to come in here and take care of that franchise like yeah. the Clarkson like Conley they're veteran guys they're veteran players like they're they're they know they know how to play the game like you, we, Jordan Clarkson is actually real I think he's one of the, he's not a I don't know how to say it. He's a fun player to watch because he he can kind of score at all levels, mm. I think. And they just have guys who like I'm, they're not going to allow some. They don't want they don't want to lose. Like obviously, you know, and sitting at nine and three, I don't know. People just people. It's like ESPN talks more about the Lakers who are two and nine or whatever it is, two and eight, than the Jazz who are nine and three. Which I get it, LeBron and all, but it's like that, that's what I like about this Jazz team. They're it's almost still, like you bang your head against a yeah, wall. When exactly. You keep like, hearing about how much are we going to talk LeBron, about? Yeah. LeBron, 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 LeBron. And listen, nothing to take away take away from LeBron. And we might as well segue to this because they did play the Jazz and yeah. they lost. But love LeBron. And to me, opinion-wise, just my own thing, I think he will end being the number one scorer all time. Oh, yeah. I believe so. No, he will. Especially, you know, I know a lot of people have been kind of prefacing, talking about how last few games he's been kind of like, yeah, not like shooting well, but he's still like dropping 20 points. Like he's still doing what LeBron needs to do. It's just this team has an identity crisis because now that whole Russell Westbrook thing is like gone now because now he's averaging – 17, 18 yeah, points now. Like and there's, ha- yeah. and there's, that's like, what I'd like. Yeah. Cause I was telling you before, like, I think that whole Russell Westbrook scapegoat has got to, got to finish. Like, yeah, we saw it when, even when Russ didn't play, they, they were still bad. And then when Russ comes back, starts coming off the, Russ f- finally did what they but everyone was telling him to do, come off the bench, play with the second unit. He did that. He's balling out. They're still losing. So it's like, again, which, which frustrates me. Cause as I've said earlier, like, Russell Westbrook's, he's undoubtedly my favorite player. But, um, so it's like everyone wants to talk about Russell Westbrook when he's doing bad and when he when he's when the Lakers are losing it's Russell Westbrook's fault. And then he finally does what he's supposed to do, comes off the bench, puts up numbers and I feel like they're still not talking about it enough. Again, the last thing the Lakers need is more people to talk about them. It, it's funny when people do that and I laugh at this when people do this. It's they talk so much crap about a player and mm-hmm. then when he starts performing, everyone starts starts it's, They're like, yeah. "Oh, well that's what we expected." It's just like, "Okay, where was all that? Yeah. Where was all the energy?" That's, like it's you, frustrating. It, it's fr- it hurts cuz like again, the reason I love Russ is mainly because he goes out there, you, he just plays with so much passion. Like no one's 
no one is out out hustling Russ. And the first couple games of Lakers of the Lakers season, you know, Charles Barkley said it. It looked like Russ lost his joy, which honestly kind of hurt me to see that because I saw that too. He just was. You just couldn't tell he wasn't wasn't. I don't want to say he wasn't playing to the best of, the, of his of his abilities because I, I know it's pretty obvious that he wasn't. But it's like you could tell there was just something going on there. And when he finally brought that joy back. The, the numbers really escalated. They went up, mm-hmm. and obviously Lakers still haven't won, but it just I just don't – it's not fair to Russell Westbrook because this is what's going to happen. Russell Westbrook in whatever how many years is going to retire, and then everyone's going to say, oh, like people are so unfair on, like, unfairly criticize you. Like obviously they did, but it's like why don't we appreciate them when they're doing it now, you know? Yeah, that's true. So. That's very valid. I, I understand that. And it, it, it's, a little, it's a little crazy, but, you know, hey, that's the world we live in. And, yeah, you know, people got to make headlines. People got to make stories. And people want to see reactions out of people. And, you know, yeah, just like us, too, I think we just we enjoy more of just the game. We enjoy players being mm-hmm. players and, and performing. Like, yes, we need to sometimes be critical when it's just, like, consistently being bad and <laughs> consistently, like, hey, man, like, it's not, it's not that we're trying to be negative. It's just more like, hey, like, we don't, like, we where where's where's this guy yeah where's this guy where's exactly. this guy that we saw with the thunder with somewhat of the rockets like even though yeah. with the rockets it was eh. but you know where was this like yeah. we we want to see this like we know you are capable of doing that and um yeah i feel like with the lakers i i feel like with them it's it's still an identity crisis and that is a lot for yeah. me saying when i'm a heat fan and right now we are having the craziest of identity crisis so um uh, but before we get to that because uh-huh. I know we wanted to talk about our teams. I wanted to talk about your Knicks and uh-huh. we talk about my Heat. But the Bucks lost their first game of the season. Saw that. Against uh, the Hawks. So against without. the Hawks. Without Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. But what was good, no, I watched it, I watched the highlights of this game. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a good little game because we got to see a guy that they drafted. Lottery pick, right? Was 16? What? Lottery uh, picks, AJ what? Griffin. 1 through 15? I think, right? I think he was fifth. No, it's 14. But he was 16. He was 16, yeah. yeah. yeah lottery AJ was Griffin 14. was 16. Straight out of Duke, dropped 24, mm-hmm. I believe. 24, 25. I know DeJounte Murray dropped 24. He had 24. He had 24. You know how to yeah. pl- you know plus minus was a twenty eight um, shot shot good field goal percentage. Yeah, man. that that reminds me. But the Hawks. Uh, uh, before we get into the games, I just want to say one thing. So I, I I from what I've seen from the Hawks, um, from Trey Young and Dejounte Murray, I honestly really love that backcourt. And a lot of people doubted that backcourt. That, yeah, I was actually I said it when we first were on the sports page, um, but so when I when I saw that trade, I'm, I thought it was really good because I thought Trey Young lacks in what Dejounte Murray excels in and vice versa like Dejounte Murray is a much better defender um and Trey Trey Young is obviously a better shooter mm-hmm. and they're uh, and I believe that um so Trey Young that backcourt um yeah so that they're both averaging over eight assists per game which is actually the first time since 84 when with John Lucas and Johnny Moore they they are the first uh backcourt since 1983 to a- both average over eight assists so it shows that like not only are they, they're both obviously ball dominant players, but they're still distributing the ball. And if, mm. look, if people like AJ Griffin are going to go up, go off for 25, it makes their job a lot easier. And I think it complements the way Trey Young plays because yeah. even if Trey Young doesn't have the ball in his hands, he's a deadly shooter. Yeah. So he, his jump shot is more like I could catch it and just let it go. Exactly. Let it go. And he, he can score really fast off that because DeJounte Murray is such a great facilitator yeah. where he's going to put it right in this, mm-hmm. right in a, you know, right in the bread basket. And I just and I love how he defends too, Dejounte Murray. Dejounte Murray's, oof, especially all those videos over the summer. Yeah, with Paolo, Paolo throwing <laughs> the ball at him, getting in his face. Yeah, but yeah, no, Dejounte, Dejounte's a dog, and mm-hmm. I, I believe this this Hawks team. I don't know where are they sitting right now in the East. I they, believe oh they're fourth seven and in three, the East, right? seven yeah. and three. So 
I think. Hey, I all think, that yeah. doubt that they had of this backcourt mm-hmm. is working out. I, I'm, all I'm all. For, I'm actually. All, I'm all for that backcourt. That, yeah. That's. I. They, I think they're really a scary. And they court. have good compliments. I mean, even Big O. A, a, Kungwu, I don't want to be oh, yeah, yeah, his yeah, name, yeah. but Kungwu, he, he made a couple key baskets yeah. in mm-hmm. the game, late in the game, even though, yeah, they were kind of uh, rushing away from the um, Milwaukee Bucks, but Kungwu was making some good rebounds, getting, you know, getting good rebounds and yeah. putting, especially on the offensive, he's getting good at offensive rebounds and putting the ball back in, and, mm-hmm. and they, they were able to stay away, but, I mean, they have good other key players that come in and make shots, but... Um, it, it's great to just see this Hawks team kind of like do good so far and nothing's yeah. going too crazy. I mean, John Collins had his little regular 14, 14 yeah. points. I mean, I'm not a bit, I, I'm a, I was never high on John Collins. I, I always the Baptist? thought, <laughs> <laughs> I always thought like I, he, he always would put up numbers, but like when I would watch him play, I never thought he made a big impact on the game. I don't know what it was. I just never thought like this guy, cause I remember he was holding out for that big contract. And if I'm like, if I was thinking if I'm the Hawks, I'm not paying him that much money that's what i thought just i mean now at this point not that he can't make an impact it's just your impact yeah as as much because now you have Dejounte and And trey Trey. yeah no for sure but i just that's what i thought um i i just i always thought like that's why again i know we're going to talk about the knicks later but that's why i I thought like same with julius randall always put up numbers i just never thought he made a huge impact on the game you know that's very very true i mean even with I, and I like this pickup that they had with in, in the draft with A.J. Griffin because when I was watching him play, man, he could create his own bucket. Mm-hmm. Man was doing his thing. He so, was yeah, getting rebounds. Exactly. Getting Sometimes assists, you have to so. give the younger guys a shot. You know, you do. You do. And especially with the young guys that they have, like mm-hmm. they still have DeAndre Hunter. They still have Jarrett Culver. They Jared still have Culver. Justin Holiday. He's been in the league for a minute, but they have yeah. they have the Holiday brothers. I'll tell you, yeah. Think about it. They have Aaron and Justin Holiday. Mm-hmm. They, they would just need Drew, but... <laughs> He was on the opposite end. Uh, yeah. It was great to see that you had three brothers on the on the court at some and point. Also, which was cool. Capella's a, I think, the perfect center to play with Murray, uh, Dejounte Murray, oh, and uh, and Trey. Because, yeah, and Trey because look, he's not gonna. He, all he's, he's just gonna get rebounds, block shots, and dunk. Exactly. You know. Um, and to be honest, that's all he like. Not nothing against Clint Capella, but that's all he needs to do. Yeah, right? Exactly. He, that, that, he won. Uh, he signs big contracts, and he drop. He could drop like twenty in a game yeah. just by literally pick and roll plays. Yeah, or just put back dunks. Put back know? dunks. Exactly. And you don't. That's why you don't need to. You don't need to have this crazy center. You just have, you have to. My biggest thing is with the teams that want to contend. You have to just have guys that gel together. That's more role important players. than the talent. Role players, guys who are going to bind players, to this. Yeah. That's why I think the Bucks won the championship because they just had a bunch of role players who knew their role would go out there and do what they were supposed to do because obviously the ball is going to run through Giannis. You know, yeah. so yes. it's like you just have to have guys. That's the problem with the Lakers. So again, I think if the Hawks can just surround Murray. And Trey Young with guys who will mm-hmm. buy into the system, which you know if they're seven and three. It's, you know. And why wouldn't you want to not buy into exactly, the system yeah. when Dejounte Murray and Trey Young You're are gonna, guys that are going to give you? They're going to the facilitate. Ball. They're both averaging eight plus assists. Like they're, they, it's it's fun to watch teams that have stars who are willing to play with other stars. You know what I mean? And like I'm not, like they they still have more to prove. It's been ten games, but like I I I'm I'm high on the Hawks. I'll tell you that. Let's see. I th- I think that's a good thing. I mean. I like talking about the Hawks. It's just—it's funny that they always make the playoffs and they lose to my Heat. So <laughs> we'll segue that way straight into our teams that played on Monday uh-huh. night. Let, Let's—you want to go first? You want to talk about your Knicks? Let's talk I about your Knicks. Go for it. Well, one thing I was—some I, stat I saw before the show um, was how just how mid the Knicks are so far. So look, you guys are gonna have to listen to this one carefully. Sitting at five and five, we're sitting at five and five in the first ten games. We are four and four versus the East, one and one versus the West. 
In October, we went three, for, three and three, and so far in November, we're two and two. We've scored 1,150 points this season. We've let up 1,150 points this season. We are 16th in offensive rating, 16th in defensive rating. So, you know, that's as mid as you can get. I know. I saw this. I'm like, wow. Um, when you told me that, I, I think I said this before. I thought of the Thanos thing. Uh, where, you know, perfectly balanced. Yeah. I want perfectly that's, balanced. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's how this, the Knicks This are is right what now. frustrates me about the Knicks. The Knicks are never good enough to contend, but they're never bad enough to tank. Ever. And the one year we were, we, we didn't win the lottery. We didn't win that Zion lottery. But, okay. So, talk about the Knicks. You know, we beat the, um, we beat the uh, Timberwolves uh, Monday night, which... You know, we'll get into that but later, but I was never high on the Temple Wolves trade. Right. Um, still, R.J. Barrett put up 22, 5, and 5. I, 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 I've said it before. I, I personally think R.J. is overrated. I just I – think, mm. I think it's maybe too early to label him as overrated. But, when, again, when I watch him play, he misses just easy layups. And when you're – I don't know, maybe 6, 7, 6, 8 roughly. I don't know his exact height. Yeah. But he's just, he just misses shots he should make. And we just pay him to that big contract. And I, the thing – you know, Zion, obviously when Zion's healthy, and John Morant have both made significant significant jumps. And I just I'm waiting to see that RJ Barrett. I thought this was the year for that. And it's mm-hmm. been, again, been ten games. He hasn't been terrible, but he's been like the same RJ Barrett I've seen over and over. Um another thing, I think Julius I think Julius Randle when I see I'm getting reminiscence of um that year we were the four seed and lost to the Hawks in the playoffs. I don't want to talk about that, but uh I'm get I, I, I I'm I, <laughs> I wasn't high on him going into the season because, as I said earlier, he's a guy who puts up numbers, but I don't think makes a huge impact. But, like, I, I, he's playing much better than I thought he would this year. And, again, I will say Obi Toppin, too. I love Obi Toppin. I think we got to give him more of a chance to play. He he had uh, 15 last night uh, in 26 minutes, so, you know, giving him more minutes he's producing. Mm-hmm. But um, that's why I'm not a huge Coach Tips fan. Uh, personally, for me, I want to I want to move on from that. I, I just think – in terms of progressing the younger players, um, we have any Chicago listeners? Yeah, I know, I know. I'm sorry. Punching <laughs> the air right now because they're like, yeah. "Wow, you don't like Coach I Tibbs?" I do not like man. Tibbs at all. Oof. Do not. I'm just not a fan. Yeah. Um, I, I don't even. I just. I I, I don't even. I don't want to say I'm not a fan of him. I just don't think he's the right guy for this team. Like he's a, he's a, look, don't get me wrong. He's a good coach. Got good years in Chicago. You, think you need more of like a offensive yeah that because like that's the thing like our our defense is pretty solid like obviously it's mid because you know everything about us is mid right now but um i i just i just think i also i actually really love the jalen brunson trade i mean jalen brunson signing i was a little working out yeah exactly i was a little low on it again i do i think he's worth that much money i don't know but he's come in here you know he's facilitated the ball it looks like the players like to play with him you know um and aside from that you know i just think hopefully we're not we, hopefully we start getting we start be, being this mid team i just want to start winning or i want to lose enough to get a first pick but that's not going to happen yeah but uh no but like for real um i just i, I don't know i'm also i think cam reddish he's been playing he's been playing decent um i was a huge cam reddish guy when he came out of duke i thought he was gonna be great i think here, here's the thing i have to say that he brought up cam reddish because i was about to say this I, i'm looking at the box score right now and they Cam Reddish had 28 minutes played and RJ Barrett 36 minutes played. Mm-hmm. They both shot below 40% from the field. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Cam Reddish didn't have a lot of shots. He only shot eight shots. RJ Barrett shot 18. That's, that's the thing about RJ that I'm not. He, 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 he might put up 20, but he takes eight. I'm not a fan of volume shooters at all. I just think yeah. you pay him that money, you take 18 shots, you should have more than 20 points. That's, that's what I think. Sure. You know? You should have more than 30 almost. Exactly, yeah. And because, um, look, if you give. If you give Luca thirty shots, I'm not saying RJ's Luca, but I just think 
he just he he has to start putting up. Uh, he has to start doing more with the opportunity he's getting. Is what I'm trying to say. I mean, even if you think about it, he was seven for eighteen. RJ Barrett was. Yeah. But he was five from six from free throw. So if you take those five free throws away, he what has seventeen points yeah. in the game. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting that type of production from him that everyone yeah. expects him to have. Because then you have a guy like Cam Reddish that mm-hmm. comes from not really playing at all with the Hawks, yeah, kind of just dwindled off, yeah. and then finally gets a chance with the Knicks, and. It's like, it's like it spurts. It's yeah. really weird. It's re- in spurts, but I think both of them have that where it's like it's really yeah. in like That's spurts. It's like oh wow, R.J. Barrett just dropped thirty. Yeah, shot so consistent. Cam Reddish just dropped twenty. He was making shots, but then it's like the next game. It's just like they scored like ten points. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I have to shout out my boy Riley, big Knicks fan. Just had to <laughs> put that out there. We talk about every Knicks game usually, but uh, yeah, no. And one other thing is, um, I do. I I think we have to give um. Emmanuel quickly more minutes. I I I like quickly. I, I I think sometimes he gets a little ahead of himself, and we'll, you'll see him shoot like a th- like a James Harden esque three. I'm like, <laughs> dude, relax, you know. But other than that, you know, we're sitting at five and five. I, I I don't think it's been a terrible start. I think we're about to where I expected them to be, just in the middle of the pack, <laughs> where we are every single year. Hey man, at least you're an honest New Yorker. Yeah, fan look, because I, you got I, other people saying. <laughs> the best or something or we stink so bad yeah it's just like, like we're, we're mid that, that's the way i'll phrase this up but i'll end on that but let's move on to your heat what's no, going on with that i know no. hey we're better than the heat though i'll tell you that that's the one thing we got oh wow way to drop that in there <laughs> um uh we are uh we're struggling man i i don't know what's going on uh-huh. i'm not gonna say i'm ashamed of being a heat fan or anything like it's just we we fumbled the bag against the Trailblazers. Um, I feel like the Trailblazers made a quick little move at the end to make that final shot, but they were smart because that last, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to get into the game, but that last shot that Josh Hart shot in the corner, mm-hmm. yes, he was wide open, yes, it was, but it, w- it was a smart decision because they could have took the timeout mm-hmm. after Max Schroes made that little contested three in the corner, but they didn't because they saw the clientele we had on the <laughs> on our court. And we had we still had Duncan Robinson in on the court. Mm-hmm. We still had yes, Kyle Lowry's a defensive guy and everything, and I, and he was our highest score. No, no, he wasn't. He was not our highest score, but he was our like leader, like our most main uh, guy just, because yeah, he had like eight points. The scoring was distributed pretty equally, right? Yeah, I mean that that's the thing. That's the thing. Um, our team is. We are prop. I'm not gonna say we're like the Lakers, but we have an identity crisis on offense where it's just like. We're facilitating the ball, and I and I think we're doing great at facilitating the ball, but it's just either guys – it's not even that they're not making their shots. It's just – I don't know if it's not enough. Mm-hmm. It, are we doing too much on a defensive end where guys are not doing so much on the offensive end? Because it – I don't, I don't know. Like everyone, you had Gabe Vincent that fifteen, and I love Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent is is a dude, and I think he can come in and give us good minutes, good play, and he's aggressive. Everything. You had Kyle Lowry that fifteen. You had Max Schroes with sixteen. You had Bam with sixteen. Jimmy with sixteen. Like, I, I'm glad we are a team that is everyone's getting the ball, everyone's facilitating, but. We're not winning games. We're losing. We keep losing. We keep losing these close little nick games. Yeah, I, I don't want to back to back losses for like what three, two, two or three points. Two or three points. Like I don't want to keep having like like I could understand we're in it. We're fighting. Like that. That's always been the Heat culture. It's yeah. always been we're gonna fight. Because you also held Dame defense. to nineteen, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We we will we will always do that. I think that's yeah. one of our main identities. One of the stopping the stars. You know? Is stopping yeah. the stars. We're gonna contain your main guy. 
and we're going to just contain. But then it's just like the other team doesn't have to worry yeah. because it's just like, all right, you can contain our best guy. But uh, when it guys. when it comes to the end, we might score more than yeah. y'all because y'all really don't have anyone that's just going to try to blow it up yeah. or anything or even try to get a bucket at the end because, I mean, D-Rob – Duncan Robinson, I love you, man. I love you, and your podcast is great. It's just I, I, I do not know, man. He only <laughs> was three for nine from the field, shot thirty three percent, and that was all only threes. It was the only. It was just think about threes. it. It was all threes. All of it was just threes. So it's just like and you're paying him that money too. You know, oh, don't get me started on that money. <laughs> I don't know because it's like at the time frame when we gave him that money, it was like. I'm not gonna say it was reasonable or anything, but he was coming off of a great yeah, year. Yeah, he had a solid year. He led sure. the league in like three point percentage. He was he was doing good. It's just he plays what I call Olay defense. It's Olay. I'm gonna let you yeah. right by me and everything. And go back, even going back to what I said about the ending of that game. The Trailblazers saw who we had on the court. They saw Duncan Robinson. They they knew that Duncan Robinson is a liability on defense. So we're like, all right, we're not gonna call timeout. Give it a Dame. Dribble yeah. up. Dribble the court. They're going to probably come bring a double team and someone's going to be open. And that's exactly yeah. what happened. But it was the wrong double team. Uh-huh. They had they had Jimmy obviously guarding Dame, rightfully so, because he was containing the whole game. He comes up the court, passes half court. Duncan Robinson starts running up, gets in the way pretty much, kind of almost cutting off. I Obviously, I know he was meaning to cut off Damian Lillard, but he pretty much cut off Jimmy and set a screen on Jimmy. And then Damien was about to turn the corner. And I'm guessing since Kyle Lowry was in that corner guarding Josh Hart, he saw it as, oh, it's a logical point. I might as well stop him from scoring than Josh Hart, which then led the wide open three. Damien Lillard passes the corner, and we lose. And I'm just sick and tired of losing these close games because I'm going to kind of segue this as these close games to – Another team that's been struggling close, but it's been due to the rest. Sacramento. Is the Sacramento Kings. I, I I enjoy talking about my heat, but I know we need to change some things. I know we need to, and I'm not say change things. I think we just need to find more of an offensive that's identity cool. because yeah. right now I don't, I don't know what to think. I, I, I believe in my team. I know we, we always come from this thing where we don't have this identity and then we change it and then yeah. everyone kind of just be quiet, be, be quiet about the, the Miami Heat. But we're gonna. I'm gonna segue into this, man. These refs. I want yeah. the Sacramento Kings have lost two games, and yes, one of them was to my Miami Heat. Tyler Hero did. I did watch that video over and over again. And yes, when he traveled, I believe he traveled, and mm-hmm. and the Kings lost. And then just on Monday, With Kevin hurt. Well, yeah, because I'm not look. I'm not a Kings fan, but that actually like hurt me seeing that because mm-hmm. a the ref is right next to Kevin Herter and Clay Thompson. Like Clay Thompson's guarding him, correct? Mm-hmm. B. Fouls him. Th- he fouled him twice, and it's not like he hit. It's not like he just touched him. He, he hit his him entire going up. arm. Yeah, and then when he came, then, yeah. yeah, I'm like, I, I don't know how. I, I what frustrates me because I feel like if that's if if Steph Curry gets fouled like that and they miss it, everyone's talking about it. But yeah, sure. with Sacramento, it's like I don't know if it's expected because it's the Kings, but it's like that team plays hard and you play you play. With the defending champions all the way up to that moment to lose. I'm not saying that's the reason they lost, but you know it's kind of the reason they lost. It, but. It, but it's hard because, and I feel bad for um, 
Is it Mike Brown? Yeah, Mike Brown. Yeah, Mike coach. Brown's coach. Yeah. I feel bad for him because he, he's he's been a good coach. I mean, this team yeah. is it, it, they're kind of fun to watch. They're competing. They, they compete. You they don't compete. really see that with the Kings. They they are they play hard. Like honestly, and Darren Fox. Exactly. Puts up numbers too, and you know not a lot of people talk about them because it's Sacramento. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> oh trust me, I I know about that. I mean, growing up as a military brat, I mean, I was lucky to go live in Northern California, mm-hmm. um, and I got to see the Sacramento Kings in their early stages. Oh, yeah. So I got to see you know Demarcus Cousins when he was Boogie Cousins, yeah, Tyreek Tyreek Evans, Tyreek Evans. You know, I don't know if people remember his name, but John Salmons, um, even guys like you know they drafted Isaiah Thomas, uh-huh. not. Not Detroit Pistons, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. But, um, you know, Isaiah Thomas that, you know, later on went to be, you know, I guess he got called the king of the fourth quarter when he <laughs> got when he was on the Celtics. Yeah. But, yeah, this Sacramento Kings, man, I, to me, seeing them at that stage and seeing them now at this point, I, I feel like they deserve it. Oh, and no, yeah. They sure. deserve it. I mean, especially with guys like Keegan Murray, who is, you know, he's a rookie, but he, he's doing good. He's, he's doing good as a rookie. He's doing, like... Because you, you see guys like Paolo, you see guys like Jaden Ivey, they're rookie, they're exceptional rookies because they're doing more. They're doing yeah. more than what people are expecting. And on a night-to-night basis, too. Which on is a night-to-night basis. Which is the most impressive thing. It's not like Paul, exactly. it's not like Paolo's putting up 30 and next night he's putting up 5. No, you know, he's yeah. consistently putting up numbers. And obviously, you know, rookie years. For most rookies, you know, they're going to have games where they really play well and then, you know, vice versa. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I actually thought Keegan Murray was going to make a run for rookie of the year going into the season. Yeah. Obviously, Paolo's running away with it. But look, the the Kings. I, I I like I like the front court. I like Herder and Fox together. I think that sure, works pretty sure. well. Yeah. You know, you have Keegan Murray. You have Sabonis. Sabonis is mm-hmm. you, back in his Indiana days. I, he was he was an All Star. Right. And then you know you also have Harrison Barnes, who's been in the league. You know, NBA mm-hmm. champion. He's been in the league for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, he put up a donut last night. But <laughs> um, I, I yeah, Harrison you know. Barnes. I mean, I think that was it was a good thing that they got. I think that's why they wanted to get someone yeah. like Keegan Murray because. Uh, it's not that I'm gonna write off Harrison Barnes or anything. I think yeah. Harrison Barnes is Harrison Barnes, and you know he's a champion and everything. But I mean, even when he was with the Warriors, it was always like, it's like when they got when the Warriors got Andrew Wiggins, it's like they expected that to be yeah. Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. They expected Harrison Barnes to be Andrew Wiggins, and yeah, cause they didn't get when that. Wiggins finally bought into his role. You know, he was. At some point, he looked like he was like the X factor for that Warriors team. I, I, yeah, you I think know, he, I think he was. Yeah, and that sure. that reminds like look, the Warriors sitting at four and seven again. I don't think people are talking enough about that. Um, and we were, again, we were talking about it earlier in the show. I know we want to talk about the Kings, but I just wanted to say one thing. I I just don't know how that tandem of the young players, if trying to progress those young players and also playing with those veterans, I just don't know because you know you obviously Curry's window. I want to say it's closing, but it's not. It, it, you it's know, he's getting not, older. Yeah, it, you know? he is getting older. It's, it's the window. I wouldn't say the window's closing. It's just nah. your window time frame yeah. is like, it's either here or now because, with the I come mean, up of Giannis and Doncic. And I just think, yeah. I just don't, I just don't like James Wise. I, not that I don't like James Wiseman, but yeah. I just don't think he fits very well. It's like, He's making mistakes that, like, I just, like, I saw it he, when I was watching the game. He's just, like, the way he just, I, I don't think he knows how to play with Steph Curry. And you'll see, like, the I mean, way, actually, he didn't play on Monday. No, yeah, but I'm saying from, like, um, yeah, no, no, from, like, last yeah. week. No, I think I saw the same thing. Yeah. That, um, the way he yeah, just, no, go ahead. Yeah, go no, ahead. yeah. Um, I, I just think he just doesn't, I don't want to say, I don't want to say he's not buying to the system, but it looks like he just doesn't fit in the sense of, like, I see that, and he's like the way he sets screens. You can tell it's just like he just doesn't know how to really play with Steph Curry. Right. I don't know how hard it could be to play with Steph. I Curry, think he you know? came in into this thinking, you know, because he was a top pick, top, second mean, pick, second over, pick yeah. overall. Lamella, well, yeah, over but 
like, I mean, at this point, it's just like, dude, like you, you came on a Warriors team that you know it's not going to be your team. You know, yeah. it's not you're not going to be the main to, guy. Yeah. Like, like they know how to win, though. That's that's what frustrates me. It's like they know how to win. So, like Steve Kerr's one of the best coaches in the league. You, right. If he's telling you what to do, you, you got to do it. It's like exactly. that. That's what I think. I, I, I that's what I think the problem is with James Wiseman. He's just not doing what he's supposed to do. That's what it looks like to me when I'm watching them play. Yeah, but. I mean, even to talk more about their younger guys. I mean, Jordan Pulse. Playing 21 minutes all Monday and yeah. really only at two points. He, Jordan Poole's been you just paid him that contract. He's been he's been up and down this season. I think. Um, yeah. Know. Yes. It, yeah. This it's it's kind of sad to see that. I mean, it's still we still need to give maybe the benefit of the doubt. It's still yeah. early, it's long, early long, long, long season. Mm-hmm. So got you know a lot more to go, but it is a little worrisome yeah. when you see these guys not performing well and your best guy is. Your best guy. I mean, Andrew Wiggins dropped twenty five, but he played forty minutes. He just had seventy. He, he shot ten for seventeen. Yeah, he Curry was seventeen for twenty four and had forty seven. So it was rightfully so. But I mean, last time you had Curry doing everything, you guys yeah. had a number two pick in the NBA draft. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's either you want that again or you want to go to the finals again. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah, the guys aren't stepping up and it. If the Warriors want to be the Warriors and how everyone keeps talking about, oh, I still think the Warriors are going to win the NBA Finals, which they still yeah, can because no it's doubt. still the same team that they won yeah. the Finals. I think once they year. figure it out, like, like it's again, long season. I think once yeah. they figure out, I don't know how to get into James Wiseman, just how to like mesh it all together. Because I just think, like Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, they all want to win. Like the window's closing with to come up with Giannis and the other guys in the league. Mm. So I just think they have to figure out that that tandem between the young guys. And the and I don't want to say that the like Curry and Draymond Green them sh- can't you know mentor the younger guys because they they should that's what they're supposed to do but it's like mm-hmm. the number one the number one job is to bring home championships you know you're right no sorry I kind of got sidetracked because Orlando just beat the Ma- Orlando just beat the Mavericks oh uh, did they they did they won oh, wow. ninety four to eighty seven yes I know Tanner Orlando there gonna be we happy. go I love it I love it there you go Magic I mean. It stinks. Luca had twenty four with six rebounds, six assists. Mm-hmm. Spencer Dinwiddie had a good, good game. He had twenty nine. Yeah, that's awesome. But let's see the Orlando. Oh, I don't. Th- I don't think Paolo played tonight. I think. He, I think he was out no, tonight he did. too. He had an injury, yeah. injury illness. Wow. Fra- Franz Wagner without Paolo against Dallas. Franz Wagner had twenty two though. Twenty two. Yeah. Twenty two. Look at that. I bowl, bowl that. too. Eleven and six. I mean, pretty solid. There you go. I like it. I like it. I, I, lo- I, like, I, I I'm. I'm not saying I'm sold on the Orlando Magic, but I, I love the positionless bat. I, look, it's a positionless game, and they have the lineup. I think if they stay healthy and progress a little bit over the next couple of years, and 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 I know a lot of people probably won't agree with me on this because they haven't shown a lot. But just think. They're they're playing like this, and they still don't have Jonathan Isaac. Uh-huh. They still don't have Gary Harris, Markel Fotes, and Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony, yep. Yes, a lot of those guys are guards, and might take away from guys like um, Jalen Suggs. Suggs and all that. But I mean, <sighs> even Franz, because he pretty much plays guard at this point, and yeah. I, I love him playing Franz guard is their guy because I, he's yeah. a facilitator. I think he looks for shoot, not even shooting the ball. My bad, I was about to say something totally wrong, but. He looks to pass the ball, mm-hmm. and he he can score when he wants to. But I think the fact that he can he wants to pass the ball, he wants to have everyone in the game. It, it's beautiful. So I, I'm hey, I think it's a good win for the Magic going forward. And you know, just hopefully, just hopefully, I just pray for the Magic that 
Jonathan Isaac, yeah. Gary Harris, Marco Fultz, and Cole Anthony could come back. I mean, yeah, they don't have another guy named Kevon Harris. I don't really know who that is. No disrespect <laughs> to him. And then they have Moritz Wagner. That hasn't yeah. played. That's oh, Wagner. You know, his brother, yeah. His brother. So, you know, maybe those guys can come in and, and play their role like they need to, but the fact that they don't have those guys is an interesting topic. Yeah. And they beat the Mavericks. And they also held them to 87 points, which is pretty impressive. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's a pretty high-scoring league. And, you know, hold, hold a team like the Mavericks where they have that – Offense, you know, centered around, centered around mm-hmm. Doncic. So what, that makes them six, three and nine. Oh, Dallas is six and four. Uh, Orlando is three and nine. Three and nine. Even after that one, the three and yeah, nine. Yeah, three and nine. Oh, yeah, because they're two and two. Yeah. Dang, dang, Magic. Come on, I just need you to turn around, but <laughs> I need also my Heat to turn around. Yeah. Same with the Knicks. Eesh. Hey man, you're at least in like seventh in these. Yeah, okay. well, I'm be used, happy yeah. with that. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, it's, it's all right. At least, yeah. at least we're at least we're at least we're competing, man. At least we're competing. Yeah. No, of course, of course. Yeah. So, let's talk. I've, we talked a little bit about this with 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 the jazz and stuff, but oh my lord, the Timberwolves. Okay, that's what that that actually. I, what I would like to say to that the is Timberwolves. The, what are they doing? The Timberwolves starting lineup of D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Jade McDaniels, Carl Anthony Towns, and Rudy Gobert have the worst offensive rating in the NBA, and it's not even close. Uh, What I think is the biggest problem, as I've said multiple times, but like I just think that that, the paint is a little too clogged with Gobert. I think Cat's spending too much time on the perimeter. Anthony Edwards has been up and down this season. He's had games where he's went off, had games where he's shot four for 17, four for 15. And And it seems weird because then you have – it's not that I don't think they're people are trying to divide up. Maybe they are, and then and then maybe it's something. I don't, I'm pretty sure they don't care about it. But then you had like the little rumors, not even rumors, but the little like drama effects where they were like, "Oh, cats talking about oh, yeah, he the wants Popeyes, to get Anthony, all this stuff." Popeyes things, and I know that's nothing to their matter. And they could care less. I just I like feel that. like there's some egos going on there a little bit. I think some yeah, egos are getting possibly, in the way. Yeah, you there's know? egos, and I mean I I could understand because. Ant comes off of a great rookie season yeah. and kills it. I expected him to make a huge jump. The this Timberwolves season. did so great, you know, going into the play. They made the play. They made playing right. Yeah, they went through the playing, and then yes, they got eliminated. But yeah, that's when Pat that, the, that's yeah. what we accepted. That's what we accepted because we're like, you know what, this Timberwolves team. It looked like the they end. had like a kind of well. It looked like it was also part of Pat Bev when Pat Bev was there. But it looks like they had like a culture finally because they were like a team that. Had the at one point they had the biggest play, one of the biggest playoff droughts. Obviously they made it when Butler was there, oh, yeah. but it took them a while to like figure out that. And like I think Beverly kind of helped them make that. So that's what, even though Beverly's gone, whatever. But uh, I think coming into this season, I, I again I was low on that trade. I still am, and I just think you know you give up all of that for Gobert, and you're the worst offensive rating team, worst offensively rated team in the NBA. It's right. it's got to be frustrating to be a Timberwolves. I think they're also bottom in defensive rating yeah. too, and really? that's like a joke. Like because the reason they did this was mainly for their defensive presence. For their defense, yeah. Right now, the Timberwolves are sitting at yeah, they're like what's their defensive rating? I can't really see on this page. They're, yeah, but the problem is they can't score and they can't defend. And they can't defend. And, yeah. and I mean, at this point, you just ask the questions like, was this trade like? Because if you think about it, it's like. Yes, I think at the beginning, yes, the trade was needed to happen, and it was like it was good. Yeah, it was it, everything. Yeah. They got that defensive presence that they needed because you know, no offense to Cat, Cat's not the defensive type no, of guy that he is, but he could score yeah. automatic and stuff like that. But this whole it, I, it, it, it's, it's frustrating to watch, honestly, because it's like you give up all of that 
for the you know again it's early they have to learn how to play together you know maybe in thir- 25 30 games they're not this bad i'm sure they'll get a little bit yeah, better whatever sure. but um you know i i just don't understand how i i just i i think if the problem is like they should have i think they should have made a trade um based more on like who fits their system in the sense of like their team that they're not the i don't they're not they're not like the best shooting team you know like edwards is a guy who wants to get to the rim delo can can shoot yeah. You know, Cat's one of the better shooting big men, but right. I just think it just—I just don't think Gobert fitted with that team at all. Yeah, I yeah. just, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say it because, like, I love Donovan Mitchell, and I'm so happy he's on the Cavs and he's and he's doing his thing. And I know you probably, yeah. <laughs> probably I know you, I, I understand. I know you said <laughs> something about volume shooters, and he's no, one of yeah, those yeah. guys where he's a volume shooter, but. I really did not like him with Rudy Gobert on the Jazz. You did Because it was like, they did good, but I just felt like they didn't have enough. Like, they just, they would go to the playoffs. And lose, maybe win a playoff series. Yeah, one, and then they would lose in the second round and everything. And it was like, it's like, dude. Yeah. I feel like Minnesota kind of. the West and you still That's the thing. I feel like Minnesota knew what they were getting themselves into. Making that trade because you gave up so yeah. much for it. It's like you, you only you, you give up that much because you and think look it's going to work those, out. Look at what those dra- trades yeah. are doing like for the other team. Who would have thought? If you, who would have thought Utah would have been this like this like? Good. I'm not saying you, I don't want to say Utah won the trade yet because it's early. But yeah. who would have thought? You know, yeah. it's like that's why I I think the the one thing I will continue to reiterate is like fitting in the system is more important I think than any ta- than talent. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. So I think that's evident here that like obviously the Gobert is more talented you know than the other players that. The, that they gave up, like um, you know, like uh, who was that? Who they gave up? Like Malik Beasley and all those guys. Yeah. But that, that, that's what I think, you know. So. And Malik Beasley was a good, was a good like role player guy for yeah. them because he would come off the bench and like could drop them twenty. I yeah, mean, he, he had score a couple games where he was dropping thirty. Yeah, so it's it's sad to see how the Timberwolves are performing right now. But like we said, it's early in the season; they still have room to improve. And but you know, I think on both ends we expect. No, because I'm not gonna say on both ends. Utah Jazz are doing stuff that we did not expect. Yeah. I think nobody, no, nobody except for probably that. whoever is a Utah Jazz <laughs> fan. Even Utah was, Jazz fans probably didn't expect this. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure there's those crazy fans that were like, "Well, oh, we just got Colin Sexton." Like, that's great, and I'm glad for the optimism. I'm glad for the positivity, but no one expected what the Jazz are no. doing. But I'm happy for and them. Sexton's coming yeah. off the bench too. He's only started one yep. game this year, yep. so. You know, it, it, it's actually it, it's honestly jaw dropping seeing what the what Utah is doing over there. Yeah, no, it's it's, That's, a, it's I think, amazing. I believe Danny Ainge is behind all that. I could be mm, wrong. Yeah, no, Danny Ainge. Yeah, is, I, I, I think is we got to give him credit. A weird trade person though. Like he's like when he was doing trades because he he just went over there, right? Cause yeah, because he, he was in Celtics. Boston. He was in Boston. He would trade for like he never like wanted to get rid of like second like, yeah second round picks. Like he always wanted to trade like for other picks and stuff yeah. like that. Like it was weird, but. Gotta, man, I, think, the, I think I think he's on, business. He's he, that guy knows what he's doing. We did it in Boston, you know. He he put a good team together, and then Utah, you know, like again, I don't know. In twenty five games, I don't know if they are the number one seed in the Western Conference. But gotta give credit where credit's due, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just think about it. if they do good and they keep this, and like even even if the Jazz finish like in the middle, yeah, or even that's like, still way better than at, like if they make it like in the A seven spot. It's just like. Everyone yeah. probably well, was like, I didn't think of this. Yeah, because they, they have what, they have nine wins in their first twelve games. I, no one right. thought they'd have nine wins in their first thirty games. You know, like <sighs> very, very true, very, very true. And and it's crazy because if they could continue this, 
They have all those draft picks. Oh, it's scary, bro. Those draft picks are going to turn into guys that are stars. And then, I, I, look, I'm not saying they should, they, they're planning on trading anybody, but they can also trade, you know, Conley and Sexton, uh, not Sexton, um, Conley and um, Jordan Clarkson and turn that into something, if they wanted to, yeah. you know, down That's the true. line. But, like, look, if you're 9 and 3, you don't got to make many changes. They're sitting at a good spot. I think they're sitting at a good thought. spot. So, let's, let's, let's get into the stats. Let's get into um, a thing. Um, Let's talk about let's let's talk about some games tonight that we have. And I know we just talked about the Magic beating mm-hmm. the Mavs, which is good for the Magic. We 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 like to see that. Yeah. That's we we want to see these teams that we are so excited like not even excited teams that we like to watch. Yeah. The teams that the have these young guys. Yeah, that's th- like so. Yeah, uh, I want to talk about the uh, I'll, I'll talk about the Pelicans Bulls, but more specifically, I want to talk about the Pelicans. Look, like, they're down ten right now, not looking great, but. Uh, you know, you know me. You know better than anyone. I was really high on New Orleans this coming into the season. I think with Zion, CJ, Bi, um, who else? Do they got Jackson Hayes, Valanciunas, and one other name that I want. I want everyone here get the receipts. Remember, remember the name Troy Murphy. Troy, he's honestly one of my. He's honestly one of the most I think underrated players in the league. Um, mm-hmm. He's averaging twelve and a half points per game, five rebounds, two assists, shooting fifty percent from the field, forty five percent from three, and. Um, 93% from the free throw line. But I don't want to just talk about stats. But when I watch him play, he just comes off the bench and just do- he just does so many things. He scores, he defends, he facilitates the ball. And it was earlier in the season, but he had one game where I be- it was the game they beat. It might have been Brooklyn, but Zion was out and so was B.I. And he came, he came in there, put up 25, 25 points, 8 for 8 shooting. And when I just watch him play, he does so much on the court where I'm like, this guy can seriously – he is like the missing piece to a lot of teams. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I will say this now. I, st- I still believe it. You know, they're sitting at five and five, not great. I do. Th- I think the New Orleans Pelicans can make a run to the Western Conference Finals. That that's my bold take for the season. Ooh, that's early, early. Yeah, I said it. Be- well, I said it before the season. I want to stick with it. Again, five and five. When they're fully, he- if they stay fully healthy, I think they make a run. They can make a run to the Western Conference Finals. That that's that's my bold take for the season. Like, might be ridiculous, but like I, I I'm. I don't think it's ridiculous because you know, I think they they made it. Right, they they, beat, the they pushed the Suns to six games last year, and the Suns yeah. were the best uh, team in the um, regular season. And I think Zion put up, what, 27 a game when in, in the first, like, 60 games of his career, shooting, like, 60-something percent from the field. I think if Zion stays healthy, I, I, I'm, I'm all in on New Orleans. Sure. I know. I, li- I like that take. I mean, I think New Orleans is good, but on the other end, because you, you talked a lot about the uh, Pelicans, and to be honest, I, I side with a lot of what you said. I do like Troy Murphy coming yeah. off the bench, being that role player, and he's he's a, he's a stud. I like I like how he plays. Deadly little shooter when mm-hmm. he when he starts on a roll, and he play he def- he can get to the hoop too. Oh yeah, no, he definitely can. Yeah. But on the other end, the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. I like the Chicago Bulls. Demar's been killing it. Demar and, and Zach Zach, I think, just had a like a thirty point game or twenty five mm-hmm. something like that, and they won. I, I like the Bulls. It's just I I don't know where else because they they struggle and it's weird that they struggle because they have a team i don't know they don't have really a point guard i thought kobe white was gonna be that guy i when they oh oh, oh, he's been up and down but the guy oh ao i don't know how to say his last name from illinois he he, he's he's played pretty well this season i thought i think he's i think he's start yeah he's he's he's, he started tonight had 12 points oh started um monday i'm sorry against the raptors Um, but yeah, I, I agree. They haven't had like that solidified point guard. And also with Patrick Williams, he was like the fourth pick. I was not really high on that. I didn't really understand that. Out of Florida State. Yeah. He was, he was a six man there too. He came off the bench there and took him 
fourth overall where you probably could have got him, you know, much later in the draft. Yeah. You know, that that, that one confused me. Um, you know, I, I, I just think I, I was I was honestly really high on Kobe White coming out of UNC, and it just looked like he never hasn't. I don't know if I don't want to say he hasn't been given the opportunity because he's been he he, used, he got you know decent minutes last season, from what I believe. Yeah. yeah no, you know, um, and I don't know. I just think you know Demar's getting older. Levine's like entering that stage where he's gonna want to start to you know actually win. Cause he, oh, yeah. you know, well, I think he wanted to do that. Like, nah. I mean, yeah, he puts up the numbers. Yeah. He always puts up the numbers. It's just the Bulls haven't. But Demar, Demar, Demar is Demar. I oh, think yeah. he does his thing and he drops. You know, his thirty points. He you know does a little mid range game. Yeah. I love watching. No, Demar. he's so Ro- smooth. He's, his footwork is insane. Is, Demar Derozan, D Rose, but I meant to say Deraz. But De, yeah, no, D Rose. You watch D Rose play. Watch his footwork. He. His foot, it's insane what he does. Yeah, no, DeMar is, is insane. And I like watching him. So, I mean, that game's still early, and it's quarter one. Are we going to stay away from your Knicks game? Because, uh, do you want me to say it? Say it. They are right down 52-38 to 38 to, to the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. Which, ba- look, it's Battle of New York. It, uh, Julius has 15, but uh, again, um, how's RJ Barrett shooting from the field? Do I even want to ask? No, he's shooting fifty percent. Okay, he only has five points. Yeah, he's been at the free throw line. It okay. l- it looks like he's getting his points from the free throw line. Not, <laughs> nothing gets RJ, but he can't. But he yeah. shoots like he can't even make. He can't even. Sh- he doesn't even shoot well from three. And he shoots like I've seen games. He shoots like seven threes. I'm like, dude, you got to play to your strengths. Clearly, the threes aren't falling. <laughs> Once you're one for six, maybe try something new. Yeah. You know, that's that's what I think. But uh, you know, it, it's frustrating. It's it's sometimes just it's so frustrating being a Knicks fan. You know what I mean? The last couple of years especially. But, uh, you know, put ourselves into these holes. And then we'll come back and we'll lose in overtime every single time. Mm. It's quite interesting. This team fights, though. They they do fight. It's just, you know, sitting at 5-5 and at some point, we're just going to have to start. We're going to have to stop putting ourselves into these holes early in the game. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. I mean, it's not a lot on the Brooklyn Nets side. Everyone's just kind of scoring. I mean, Kevin Durant's got 11 right yeah, now. Seth Curry's got 14. Edmund Sumner has 13. Mm-hmm. So it's like guys are coming in. You know, yeah. Seth Curry's, you know, shooting his threes and making shots. He's four for six, three for five from three. So mm-hmm. a lot of his points are from three. So, I mean, hopefully maybe the Knicks can turn it around. But, I mean, if not, I don't, I don't know. I guess we'll have to talk about that. <laughs> Another time, yeah. But um, hey, the Jazz right now are up by eight against Atlanta, and so they're doing their. I saw Mathurin at twenty three at halftime, but he's not, and now he's up to. Uh, he's he has he has twenty three in the uh, third quarter, which is he's been a, a rookie who's been going who Benedict Mathurin. Oh yeah, Benedict Mathurin. For, forgot yes. to talk about him. I have him on it. my uh, fantasy basketball <laughs> team, dude. He's been killing it. Nice, they're up right now, big, big against Denver, Denver right yeah. now. Big, um, they have Jamal Murray, Aaron, Mur- like Murray's MPJ back, yeah. back, and what is going on with this team? Yeah, um, I don't like how they're performing right now. No, but uh, yeah, no, but Benedict Mathurin also is. I mean, if, if it wasn't for Paolo putting up his crazy numbers, he'd he'd be right up there for Rookie of the That's Year. In any other year, he'd probably be up there. But I like him because he oh, has yeah. the attitude. Oh man. yeah, I like when he came out and like, said, you know, oh LeBron's gonna have to show me something. And then yeah, I saw then there was one point where I think it, it might have been against an ex teammate, but the clock was coming down like five seconds left in the game, and he like went up to the guy who who's dribbling the clock out, stole the ball from, him, went up for a lay, and he's like, bro, the game's not over. And I was like, he's got that, he's got that it. I feel like 
Like he's got like yeah, he doesn't he's, care. He's he's gonna again play to the final dog. whistle. But it, it looks like he's he's like that guy who has what it takes to really yeah. you know make a mark in this league. It's crazy though because he's only played like thirteen minutes. Yeah, and has twenty three points. Ten, has twenty three points. So he's making when he comes in, he's coming in. He's like, I'm gonna score. I'm gonna get my buckets yeah. and I'm gonna you know do my thing. And I that's I'm why I was about him. I was quietly um I, I I I was I think people were sleeping on the Pacers and look the Pacers are not winning a championship don't get me wrong but like people were writing them off saying they're like one of the worst teams in the league which I, I never really thought I, I think Tyrese Halliburton um he's I like Tyrese I think Tyrese. he's one of the most yeah. underrated point guards in the league you also have Buddy Hield who we know can shoot oh, yeah. and then you know Miles Turner I feel like every year he's in these trade talks but he, every year he's back in Indiana yeah. so I, look they're not gonna go anywhere but I, they're a little like a young team um they have a mixture of young play, young players and veterans who I think you know can really you know, um, make a mark. I, they're not going to go far or anything like that, but I'm just I'm impressed by the Pacers when I see them play. Yeah, no, especially against a team like Denver tonight, and they're literally almost they're almost up by twenty. Right? Yeah, exactly. Eighty four, sixty seven right now in the third quarter. Yeah. So it's 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 a little sad to see that, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe they maybe they have one of those seasons yeah. like how the Ma- or not the Mavericks, the Jazz are having right now. Yeah. They don't have they have more a little bit. Kind of not star power, but they have more of like those guys that are like mm-hmm. okay. The Jazz have more of like a bunch of role players on mm-hmm. their team that they're performing, but you have guys like Buddy Hill, yeah, Miles Turner, Tyrese on the team, and then now guys like Benedict Mathurin who yeah. are on the team. I give you more of that exactly. oomph or more of that like view or something on the team, but I mean, and then looking at the uh, the Jazz right now, they're up nine and a half against the Hawks, and Laurie has twenty one and a half. <laughs> Bro's killing it. it. It's fun to watch these teams. Like I'm all in on these teams. Like in the yeah. sense, of, like just watching them play. I'm like the Jazz. If the Jazz are on, I'm tuning in. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. No. For sure. I mean, I see. I'm a guy that. I mean, and this is this is maybe just because I've been very spoiled with the Heat culture. We've had you know great things. <laughs> in I don't know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry about that. No, that's all but I've uh, been very spoiled. But I I liked because like I was very humbled when the heat lost lebron and like d wade was kind of like off and on the team yeah. because you know he wanted to go do his thing in chicago and we weren't going to give him the money that he was asking for which kind of upset me because that's my guy yeah i love d wade the thing was d wade's he always took pay cuts and this was the time when i'm like you should you know, pay the guy i hated that i loved that about it made me love him even more yeah. but it just made me like not like heat organization yeah. in a way because i was just like, he like even if he wasn't putting up the numbers he used to yeah. like, he did so much for that organization that he yeah. he deserved like when it, you think of the heat you don't think of you think you don't like obviously as people oh well, lebron but it's d-wade yeah. it's, yeah. D-Wade. D-Wade. it's like wade county way. you yes. know it's, you think of yeah look again i'm not a heat f- don't uh, don't get me wrong I, I absolutely hate the miami heat but like <laughs> well, yeah because nick <laughs> that, that's so funny that's so great uh, we make this podcast together, and he's a Knicks, Knicks fan, fan, and I'm a Heat fan, and all those history, you know, Alonzo Mourning, Patrick Ewing, getting like, all those fist yeah. fights, and, oh, and then the who last, was it, Van yeah. Gundy, that, that got in the one fight, oh, yeah. he's holding on to, like, I forgot yeah. who he's holding on to, and then oh, he yeah. his Heat, that was, that's crazy, and it's funny oh, that we, man. I think this is, the, like, meant to be, you know, yeah, it is, like, yeah, it, you know, and we, look, the thing is, we're both, you know, we're both realistic with our teams. You know, I'm not going to sit yeah. here and say the Knicks are the worst team in the league. I'm not going to say they're the best team in the league. We're exactly where I thought we'd be, right in the middle. Perfectly balanced. You know, I, I, I don't, that's kind of impressive, low key. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if it's that was a crazy dr- uh, yeah. stat drop you had, where it's <laughs> yeah. just like this life is of a Knicks fan. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we we hope that changes around. So, but a lot of games going on tonight. You know, after a Monday, 15 <clears> games, 30 teams playing, but. 
teams to still play tonight, though, we still have Cleveland at Sacramento mm-hmm. and Lakers Clippers. Yeah, L.A. The Battle of L.A. Yeah. But they're both. I mean, the Clippers are. They just haven't been healthy. Like, they just haven't been healthy. Yeah, Clippers haven't been healthy, and the Lakers are just. I think if the I think if the Clippers Lakers. once the Clippers are healthy, I think they can make a run for anyone's money. I think I defensively think that line with PG, um, John Wall, obviously Kawhi. They have good. They have good pieces. I think they have like Covington, um, with one of the Morris brothers, Luke Kennard. Like they have just a bunch of guys who I think kind of can like all like you know they all do their they all do their role. And um, you know I th- I think if the Clippers are healthy, they're as good as anybody. That's oh, what yeah. I think. You know? No, 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 for sure, for sure. But I'll, I'll actually I'll be tuned into that. I want to see Russ play, so I'll definitely be tuned into that Lakers Clipper game. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I believe that's on ESPN. Yeah, it should. Yeah, I'm sure. So it is. I'm definitely probably gonna catch a little bit back into that game or anything by the time whenever we get out of the studio and do whatever we gotta do with <laughs> this recording. But um, I mean, we talked about it a lot. Uh, let's talk about. I mean, we talked about this team. And they're they're up against your Knicks right now. But let's let's talk about one guy. Kyrie Irving. We are going to get to the Kyrie Irving. I wanted to talk about this. I want to give a shout out to my guy uh, Keaton. He brought this to my attention because I listen. I, I love I love that we're doing this and all this. I I did not want this show to turn into like anything political, or yeah, anything, yeah, yeah, or um, stuff like that against you know what happened, mm-hmm. you know. But I did want to talk about how it's impacted like the NBA yeah you know his team and stuff like that even though yes they're winning right now but you know the, the Knicks are what they are not even the Nets are four and seven four and seven and y- this team has always just been so far I mean ever since KD and Kyrie got this team and even with James Harden when they added James Harden this team was a very Dramatic 100%. drama. It was almost like watching a reality. It's like the TV off the show. court. It's the, the question is not the on court stuff. It's, it's the off court stuff. It's no. like you have Harden, you have um, you have Harden, you have Irving, you have Kevin Durant, and I think they played what ten games together. It's kind of yeah. it's kind of like look, I, I I'm not I'm not in, big into like I, I don't want it to just be like one stack team as opposed to the rest. But it's oh, like I I just don't understand how you messed that up. Yeah. Really, you know. I think it it was an interesting thing that he he um how I guess how he took it when that when that video came out in that yeah. press conference where you know they asked him about what happened what he posted mm-hmm. and stuff like that and I guess it was it was a link to a anti-Semitic yeah. I guess documentary mm-hmm. and I I didn't take any good look at this because I I really don't enjoy this type of no. stuff when it comes to this when it comes to basketball or it comes to any sport I don't I really don't enjoy that because it's just like yes trust me. I believe every player, players are humans too as well. Athletes are humans as well. And I feel like, yes, you could be your own person. But, I mean, at this point, your team has been that reality TV show for this league. And, like, you, I'm not going to shame him for what he said or anything. I mm-hmm. mean, it's whatever. But at this point, it's like, do you do how, – how do you think, especially if you're on this team mm-hmm. – and you want to, and you're on this team, and everyone's thinking, all right, KD, Kyrie, all right, you guys yeah. can definitely go to the finals. You guys can definitely be at top of the East, especially in the East, because everyone says the East is not that great yeah. and stuff like that. Which I can side that, and I understand that. But doing this, it's almost like you put a question mark over this team. It's just like, is this team going to keep performing? Yeah. Well, is this team like yes? There's already kind of been reports where other players are just like, oh, I don't care. Like I think Jalen Brown came out saying yeah. like, um all his duties to come back were a little excessive, which I could see. Yeah. But, I mean, especially this day and age. Yeah, when you, when you have that platform, 
Like yeah. when you're Kyrie Irving, you know, when you're LeBron James and all those people, like everyone's paying attention to everything you say and what you do. You exactly. Know? And it's like, look, I'm not, I, I, I'm not big into politics and all that stuff, but it's like, that's just or something. even religion. Yeah, exactly. Because that, that, it's not even the fact that I wanted to stay away from this show from being political or even, but this was a religion thing. Yeah. And you know, people are free to have whatever religion they want, but especially when it comes to basketball and especially as an NBA player. You do have a platform. You yeah, have a voice. Exactly. Especially with Kyrie Irving. We've known he's, he's but, got yeah, a voice. That's the thing. Um, I'd like to talk about Kyrie in a sense. It's like it, We've seen three three different places where Kyrie Irving, again, I'm not going to say all of it's on him, but we've seen hey, where he's kind of messed up a good situation. You know, you saw in Cleveland. Yeah. He was with LeBron, won a championship. Can't get much better than that. Could have stayed. Gets what he wants. One more championship. Yeah. Gets what he wants. Gets traded to Boston. With He's with, he's with a very good team with – like Hayward, um, who was Marcus Smart? Uh, T- that's Tatum's like rookie. Tatum year. and then J- Jalen Brown. Yeah, Jalen Brown. You yeah. get that? Was there from one, one or two seasons, whatever it was? Yeah, I believe two get, seasons. Get, one of them, he was wasn't he? Wasn't he hurt like one of the good majority? Yeah, he was hurt. Yeah, the year when Terry Rozier went crazy in the playoffs exactly. against Le- when LeBron went into Boston game seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and then he gets he, again more more drama. I remember, I remember before the season he before the year that he left Boston. He said in like I don't know if it was the first game of the season that he's like I plan on resigning here in Boston. He said that, Eesh. yeah. And then obviously yeah. you know like fast forward a year later he's in Brooklyn. But then he gets what he wants again. Leaves leaves Boston, goes to Brooklyn, yeah. teams up with Kevin Durant. Yeah. Gets, it was almost like he was coming home. Exactly, he's, he's from you know. the Brooklyn Tri State area, whatever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and again we're seeing with Brooklyn, it's like when you think of Kevin Durant, you can tell he's all about basketball. All, all he's focused on is basketball. It's like, again, Kyrie Irving, it's like, I, I'm not so, so I'm not sure how much of Kyrie Irving we're going to see in the future in the sense of him on the court. Like, it just seems like, and you, you, I've seen like Charles Barkley and like other like old heads kind of say like guys nowadays, like there's a lot of them like just don't love the game. I'm not saying Kyrie, I'm not saying Kyrie Irving, I'm saying in general. And I just think, um, obviously, you know, with the money and all that stuff. But uh, I, I, I just, I, I don't know how many more chances Kyrie Irving can get. Because if I'm, if, I, if you're any other team in the league, do you want Kyrie Irving on your team? I'm, I'm staying away yeah, from probably that. Probably not. It's just I don't want anything messing up. You know, the chemistry of a team. Uh, it's just, it, it, it. What are your thoughts? Like, what do you think about that? I have to agree. I mean, especially with everything that came out and what was said and even his duties to come back. I mean, he had to – I'm going to go over his duties that he had to come back. Because yeah. th- just the other day, I guess he talked to um, Adam Silver. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, he met with Adam Silver. Great. One of the best, I think, the best commissioner oh, for out sure. of all sports. Uh, I love Adam Sil- he's, Silver. He's for the players, you can tell. Yeah, he's you know. definitely for the players, and I, and I enjoy it. And, um, you know – a lot of people had this talk because I guess something popped up about how he wasn't, I guess, suspended in, yeah. anymore in a way because he kind of went to go talk to Adam Silver. So I guess there was, I guess, some kind of understanding yeah. that he's that he he apologizes. But I, I want to go over the duties that I guess the Nets gave him. Yeah. And I guess it was, you know, was required to share his apology on all his social media accounts, which is, which is good. Yeah. Follow and complete a sensitive a sensitivity training. Um, under the team, also meet with Jewish leaders in the Brooklyn community, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, and then pretty much uh, be if he fulfills the requirements and everything, he'd be able to come back. Uh, also, you, we talked about how 
I think you talked you you posted this. You talked about how um, Athletic Shams Tarani yeah. purported that yeah. Irving will also have to donate five hundred thousand dollars to the anti hate causes, which is which is good, and meet with the anti defamation league. Yeah, which is all that is great. I, I think because I know I said Jalen Brown talked about. It, I said a lot of that was excessive. It's just especially my thoughts on it is just this day and age, especially with your platform. It's not that you have to be careful with what you say. It's more just like you're going to have to expect or just be more aware of like how people are going to react. Yeah. Like you're sure. going to say something or you're going to post something and it could be the simplest yeah, thing. Yeah, that's and, the thing. And people are going to see a different view and everyone has their all different views and everyone is going to feel. And, and I feel like the backlash that he got was a little bit well-deserved because yeah, no, no one really understood. No yeah. one... Because I still don't understand how... Because I, I never looked at the link. I don't know. Mm. You know, especially everybody puts the whole thing as it was it was an anti-Semitic, yeah. you know, documentary. So, um, yeah, my, my thoughts on it is the same thing, especially with basketball because I'm more of just, you know, like, not saying that he should just pay attention to basketball and just not worry about what he thinks because mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving... Has every right, just like anybody in this in this nation Th- or that's anything. The thing. They have every yeah. right to to feel how they want to feel. Say that's what they the thing. Say. I, what I what I not to this extent, but I like. I don't want players to like hide who they are for the media. Oh yeah, you nice. know, and like Kyrie always keeps it real, but this time, oh. you know, this is not really excusable. But yeah. um, especially just the timing of it. Because yeah, you come out bad. of because even the even if we get into media stuff, which we which we don't have to, but just kind of connecting with this, you just had Kanye. Yeah, like all the Kanye and stuff. And all, all that, that stuff. stuff yeah. And, you know, Kanye is Kanye, and we won't talk about that because that is just... That's another level. Oh, yeah. It is an insane asylum in itself. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just the timing of it all. And, like, it, it was like... I felt like the week before this Kyrie Irving thing, it was like we were hearing all about this Kanye yeah. thing. And then the next week you hear mm-hmm. Kyrie Irving and this whole thing. And, you know, I, I just hope this turns for the better. I hope this makes us more aware, I guess. People were kind of cracking jokes at this, and I didn't think it was right. But I mean, I could understand how people see this. But I guess in the G League, there was the first yeah. unorthodox uh, Jewish yeah. guy that played for. I think it was actually for the Westchester Knicks. I was believe. it? What? Oh yeah. Um, I forgot I'll his name. It was. I know who you're. We'll check about. it right now. But yes, we just. He was. Div- the was G he a division? He was a division two player, I believe, in college. Yes. Um, yes, he was, and they just. Um, oh, Ryan Terrell. Actually, one right. of my one of my one of my boys back home, shout out Connor, actually played against him in college. Well, yeah, well, he, he, he killed so. him. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. There you go. But I mean, I think it was a good thing because um, they they put they shed some light. I think he's the first unorthodox Jew Jewish person. Yeah, that's played in the league. Um, so I think that was that was a good you know little. Oh no, for little sure. Clap, little little audience clap for that, and it was it was a great thing. He's so, on the Detroit. Detroit Motor City Cruise. Oh, so he's on Detroit's G League team. Oh, I thought it. Mm. Then they look like Westchester uh, Knicks. I, th- you know, yeah. maybe that's just me thinking wrong and stuff like that. But um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, especially for this whole thing, I think his duties to come back were rightfully so. Especially, you know, how much this team has had this drama. Kyrie's yeah. had drama. It's just do do what you gotta do. Do what you feel is right. And for sure. you know, he's definitely. I'm pretty sure now, especially that he's met with Adam Silver and they talked about how yeah. he's kind of can't come off the whole, you know, um, suspended indefinitely type yeah. of thing. I guess there's been an understanding that he's he's sorry for yeah. what he's what he's done. He's sorry for, you know, 
putting out this thing that's that's offended a lot of people. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, I think yeah. going forward, I think how it's looking forward is, you know, I think he's going to do his things. I think mm-hmm. he's going to get back to his team and we'll, we'll see. But I think I'm more on the side of just, you know, as a player, as as someone that, someone that wants, you know, that would want to be a part of a team, I agree. If you're going to trade for someone like Kyrie, it would be very skeptical because he, he brings a lot. Yeah. Like the, don't get me wrong. He brings a lot to the court. But yeah. I think what's the more important part is what he brings off the court, you know? Yeah. And it's, it, 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 it hurts kind of to see, you know? He's, so, he's such a talented player, and it's like he's kind of getting in his own way. Yeah, you know, and look, don't get me wrong. You could, you're free to believe in what you want in this country, but yeah. it's it, it, it's just it's kind of hard to see that type of stuff out because it's happened three times. It's not like this is the first time where Kyrie Irving's caused has caused off court drama. Uh, we saw it in Cleveland, we saw it in Boston, and it's like it looks like all those other. I mean, teams. even in Boston, he almost had to say sorry. It was like it's like the same thing over yeah. and over and again. He does He's, something. Apologizes. He did something. He apologized because he. I mean, even when he was on Boston, he had to call LeBron and be like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry. I yeah. understand where you were at, and everything is just like, okay, that's good. We, all right, dude, yeah. you, you fix yourself, you become a better person. That's awesome. But then you come to the Nets, and yeah, not the same situation, but just something else comes on. It's just like, so it, it brings a lot of, it kind of brings a little bit of a dark cloud when yeah. he, when it comes to these type of things over the NBA. But I think both of us yeah. agree that it's just you know. We want something positive to come out of this, and, and positive things that came out of this. Yeah. I think Kyrie Irving is 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 you know has apologized and is sorry about what he's done and everything. So hopefully, just something positive comes out of this, and hopefully, it doesn't ruin too much of the chemistry. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure if other guys on other teams like Jalen Brown are saying like not backing him up for what he said, yeah. but just saying like oh you know hey like even I LeBron think, James spoke about it. He said there's like no room for that. You know. Yeah. So I think I think what it is is just you know come back. Do what you gotta do. Do your business. Say, yeah. you know, apologize, which he has. He talked with the commissioner of the league, and I think just going forward, yeah. I think we should be. I think we should be fine. Yeah, I think everything should. I think be everything fine. will work out the way it's supposed to work out. Yeah, I think yeah. it should be fine. I mean, pretty sure he's had a talk. I know usually stuff like this happens. They usually players still have talks with their team. Yeah, be like hey, yo, like I, I, I messed up mm-hmm. or I something happened. So, I, for me. I know probably obviously for you, I don't want to speak for you, but no. I think this is a positive thing. Positive thing yeah. to ha- not happen, but positive going forward yeah, is that we don't do this and do this anymore or something like this. Because then, then, not saying Kyrie is an example of a player, but like it, it, it has an example for the rest of the league. Like you, yeah. you represent the exactly. league. I think for Kyrie, especially Irving, Kyrie Irving is one of the bigger the platforms in the league as well. Exactly. Which that's that's the biggest part is you know. He used yeah he he used his platform in a way that should not have it should not have been in the way it went out it just was yeah. all of that stuff it's a really messy situation and you know there was that report where the email Udoka was coming to Brooklyn like that's gonna bring more drama to Brooklyn you know but and then they said they did not now they signed a uh, Jack Vaughn. Jack Vaughn. They Jack, signed a guy from a, Boston. No, was he? A, he was no, a he was assistant coach. A, yeah, assistant. Coach. He was a coach for the Magic. Ma- magic. For the Magic okay, for yeah. a lot for a little bit. Um, didn't do that great. Yeah, I, but that's yeah. yeah. That's what I was gonna say. I I think if Udoka came in, that's just more like a great coach. You know, brought the Celtics to the finals this first year, but that's just more yeah. drama adding to it. Yeah, I think they before the whole Jacques Vaughn, they got Jacques Vaughn as a coach. They were like, "Yep, yeah, we're not getting him." Yeah, because exactly. I'm pretty sure at that point they understood like. If you bring him to this team, it's it's not that he's a bad, bad no, coach because yeah. I mean, Odoko's a good yeah, coach. Brought him to the finals. 
it's just yes, it's all the off court drama. That's it's thing, everything. Yeah. Else I think that shows what M- what NBA teams are starting to value now, especially with like you know the emergence of like social media and players using their platform. Is like, yeah, yeah look, like they're not going to doubt with what Yudoka can do as a coach, what Kyrie can do on the court. It's just yeah. like, you know, you, you're in yeah. the NBA, you have this platform. If you're going to create distractions from the team and take it away from the basketball aspect, then teams are going to stay away from you. Yeah, you know, they're showing also it, yeah. as a, as a fan, it almost makes you dislike the player in yeah. a way because mm-hmm. if you if you were offended or anything it makes you dislike the player and then for yeah. a team that kind of doesn't do a lot maybe you know doesn't suspend him for the season or suspend him or something it makes you not like the team because you're like oh you want this type of player on your yeah team? exactly and stuff like that so but like i said i think this comes out of a positive thing we we they put a spotlight on you know the first unorthodox jewish yeah. uh man sure. in the nba so i think that's 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 a good thing going moving forward and you know, I hope this hope this all just pans out. Yeah, takes out this dark cloud because uh, this is the type of stuff that is just like I don't think anybody wants, especially no, when it really. comes to like sports in general. Yeah. I don't think anybody wants. Like Brooklyn had enough drama going on there, and it's like just adds to it. And this is pretty much as bad as it can get. Yeah, exactly. So we're gonna get rid of this dark cloud in this <laughs> podcast about talking about this. But I'm glad I'm 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 glad we talked yeah, about that because sure. you know it's it definitely it brings headline. another aspect. Yeah, because you know we don't you know. Stuff like this, you know, we don't live in the perfect world, and just some sometimes stuff like this happens. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's you know not saying that it's not worth talking about. It. Sometimes it's just you gotta talk about it, connecting with everything, and I think it just 100%. connects with the NBA, and it connects with you know the fact that you know the impact it has on players, other players, mm-hmm. guys looking up. It looks up, you know, it talks about you know even even teams as a business. Yeah, you know, it talks about the organization, like from from the guy that owns the team all the way to the to the G League guy playing for your, you know, G League team and everything. So, yeah. uh, the last guy on the bench. So, we are going to shed some light on this, and we are going to play a little game. We're going to get <laughs> into a little fun segment. Um, Brian, you brought it up, yes, sir. And I want to, I, I want to do this. This is going to be fun. So, to we're going to play a little game, and I'm pretty sure if anyone's tuning in and watched a lot of other podcasts, they probably might pick this up. Yeah. Um, and everything. So, we're going to play a game of. Who averages more? Uh-huh. And Brian is going to ask me because I-, I want him to do it because yeah. he he brought it up as an idea and and I enjoy this and and we're going to have more ideas we're going to bring more and th- and this is always going to come more to the end where we're just we're just going to have some fun before yeah. we go out because it's always it's great to go For out sure. with a blast so let's do this man let's right, let's right. quiz my NBA knowledge and I, I'm not I'm a you know what I'm <laughs> turn it up. yeah I'm, shut I'm, down I'm, the I, don't, I don't know if you can hear that if you <laughs> can hear I'm shutting my laptop so I do not cheat yeah. I'm turning my phone over. I'm sorry to my girlfriend if I miss your text. Yeah. But um, let's right, go. go. I'll start off. I'll start, I'll start off. Start off easy. Okay. All right. Who averages more? Wait, wait, wait. We're doing points. Points per game. Okay. Points per game. Points okay. per game. Who averages more points per game in this season only so far? You know, okay. As of Wednesday, November 9th. Okay. Demar Derozan or Anthony Davis? Ooh. All these are close, by the way. I'm gonna go, Anthony Davis. Incorrect. 0 for 1. Oh, <laughs> Close. No. Demar at 23.8. Anthony Davis at 23.2. Mm, I, I was going to go with the... Uh, no, the I thing was, is... I, yeah, I was yeah. trying to be like a little bit tricky because I know... Demar had that one like 50-point game. 50-point game. But yeah, Anthony yeah. Davis has put up you know, point, a lot. A little, yeah. little consistent numbers, but yeah. I should have said that because, you know, Lakers stink. <laughs> but let's go. Go another one. All right, all right, all right. We got uh, Anthony Simons or James Harden. Oh, Anthony Simons. Yeah, it's actually close, but yeah. Anthony Simons, 22.4. James Harden, 22. Okay. So it's close. Yeah. Uh, Desmond Bain or LeBron James? 
Oh, Desmond Bain. Yeah, Desmond, Desmond Bain okay, is killing this year. I wasn't gonna fall for okay. that. I love you, LeBron, but no, 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 no. That nah, Desmond Bain's been killing it. Okay. All right, Cade Cunningham or Nikola Jokic in points? Yeah. I am going to go with the way he's been playing. I'm gonna go Kate Cunningham. Kate Cunningham. That? So is that three for four right now? Wait, so I missed the Anthony Davis one. No, I'm two for three. 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 All right. All right. Let's see here. Let's see here. All right. We'll go with uh, Jimmy Butler or Julius Randle. No. Knicks versus Heat. Knicks versus Heat. Okay. I like this. I like this. I'm going to go. I'll give it to you. Is it Julius Randle? It is Jimmy Butler. Okay, a little <laughs> shocked by that because you know our offense hasn't been so much, but okay, I'm okay. glad it's Jimmy. I'm hey, I'm glad it's Jimmy Butler. At least <laughs> he's got something ahead hey, of uh, Nick. You got it. Okay, okay. <laughs> let's see it. Let's see it. All right, we got Paul George or Keldon Johnson. Paul George barely played. Has been. I'm gonna. <laughs> oh no! Wait, because the games he plays drops crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's either consistency. He's played or ten games this numbers. year, so. Ten games. How many games has Keldon Kel Johnson has played more? Keldon Johnson has played ten games. Each ten games. Oh, so each ten games. Oh, so Paul George has played. Oh, jeez. Oh, these are more of those trick ones. Yeah. Oh no. I I'm just gonna go with the safe pick. Is it Paul George? Uh yes, it's Paul George. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank All right. How many more you want to get get through? Let, let let's switch it off with points. Let's do let's do some like steals or steals, something. Steals, or, steals. Or, or like rebounds. Because I know right now the only thing I know right now who's leading the league in rebounds is Rudy Gobert. Gobert. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So let, right. let want to go to rebounds? Yeah. Let's do let's do some rebounds. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Um, I, lo- I love my big men that get rebounds, or even you know small forwards that get rebounds. I, I've always enjoyed players like Dennis Rodman. <laughs> man. Just, no, for sure. Like, it's, no, it's great. People don't put enough respect on those type of players. No, they right. don't. We'll go with um, Carl Anthony Towns or Jakob Pertl. Jakob Pertl. Correct. Nah, I knew correct, that. Correct, come, correct. come on now. You got Rudy Gobert on the scene. You're not that, getting a lot of rebounds. Come on now. Now. All right. Kevin Love or Jason Tatum? Ooh. I'm going to go. Ooh. <laughs> Dang. That one's hard because, I mean. Cavs are performing well. I believe Love's coming off the bench. Blah. Go Jason Tatum. Kevin Love. Oh, come on, <laughs> coming off the what? Oh no! I, I literally did it because he's coming off the bench, and then he's got <sighs> he's got big men like Evan Mobley and yeah. Jared Allen. But dang, I sh- dang, I should. That should've. was okay. All right, Jalen Smith or DeAndre Ayton. Jalen Smith plays for the Indiana. The Indiana. I'm gonna go Jalen Smith. Correct. Boom! Let's go. Because DeAndre, I mean, that's nothing is DeAndre Ayton, but I think yeah. he's, he's becoming more of like a scoring big yeah, man. Yeah, for like, sure. But I mean, he gets his rebound. He gets his little little double double yeah. sometimes. But I'm gonna go Jalen Smith. So All right, we'll go with LeBron James or Luka Doncic. Luka Doncic. LeBron James. What? <laughs> yeah. What? He, but what? I, I, I'm just telling you the stats. <laughs> what was the stat? What's the stat line? LeBron what? is at 8.9. Doncic is at 8.4. Oh. Close, man. It's close. it's close. It's close. It's That's close. It's close because it's crazy because Luka Doncic is literally almost averaging yeah. a triple double. Yeah, I know. We'll go Evan Mobley or Bobby Portis. Ooh. 
it's honestly it's not even close. It's not. Well, it, it it's not as close as you would think. Evan Mobley. No, it's not. Bobby Evan Portis Mobley? is sixth in rebounds at eleven point one, and Evan Mobley is forty ninth at six point six. Which I was kind of shocked. He's only averaging six rebounds a game. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, dang. I yeah. need to watch more Cavs. Cavs, because one, they're doing good, and yeah, yeah that's that's embarrassing. I want to do one more rebound ahead of assists, or let's do assists. Let's assist. move on to assists, and then we'll, we'll end it at assists. Okay. Then, yeah, we'll end it at assists. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Assist leaders. Okay. <sighs> do I want to start off tricky? Or do I want to start off. Uh, let's see here. Oh man, oh man, oh man. Okay, we got what we're we looking at. Chris Paul and Nikola Jokic. Chris Paul. Correct. 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 Yeah, because he just had like a fifteen. Yeah, he had that fifteen. The other it's only by it's it's close though. Chris Paul's fourth in the league. Jokic is five, but it's right there. Okay. Okay. Let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. We're gonna go with <coughs> Kevin Durant mm. or Karis Levert. <laughs> both guy, both guys that are more score <laughs> scoring dominant than uh-huh. than you know passing. Uh, I'm gonna go Durant. Karis Levert. Karis Levert's uh twenty twenty fifth in the league in assists. Kevin Durant is forty fourth. Oh, I sound so. I, know, I, I don't think sound go- so smart with this. <laughs> I, my best one knowledge is down right now. Oh man, oh man. Okay, we're gonna go with we'll go with um <clears throat> Pascal Siakam. In or, yeah, in, in assist or Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh, this is a trick one because Giannis. Like, I'm gonna go Giannis. Siakam. Siakam's ninth. In the I league. sound so bad on this <laughs> thing. So many people are gonna say things about me not knowing anything. <laughs> but like all these are like, okay, I, those I, are tricky. But that hey, that's what makes this segment that's fun. fun. Because right. it's like you wouldn't expect this. Because exactly, everyone kind of does what their expectations are. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Giannis, the way he plays, Siakam. Okay, yeah, yeah. but. I could see that yeah. happening. Well, we got John ja Morant or Steph Curry. Uh, oh, tough one. Oh, <laughs> no. This is not a tough one. This shouldn't be a tough one. John ja Morant. Correct, correct, correct. Okay. That was about to say. That better not be. <laughs> uh, nothing against Steph. I know Steph has passed the ball. He's yeah. doing his thing. But John ja Morant is doing more of it and dropping like 30. Yeah, so, no, for sure. Yeah. You want to end on one more? Let's do one more. One, one more, more. Do one fun one. One more, and then we'll. <sighs> I'm gonna trick your we'll brain do a here. We'll close off. All right. Awesome. Awesome. We're gonna go with Malik Monk. Oh my gosh. Or Dennis Smith Jr. Ah, <laughs> uh, this one's got your brain going a little bit. Yeah, it does because Dennis Smith has been playing a lot more with Lamelo Ball out. But Malik Monk has been getting a lot more minutes with the King. Yeah, he's in Sacramento. He's in Sacramento. I am going to go with. You know what? Because of his role, I'm going to go Dennis Smith Jr. Correct. Hey. <laughs> and now with a bang. We'll end, it on, we'll end, we'll end that segment with, uh, with, a, with you getting it correct. I thought you were pretty solid. So they were pretty tricky, some of them. I was surprised you got. The one that really surprised me was the Desmond Bain one. I know Bain's been killing it, but. Most people yeah. would have just said LeBron because it's LeBron. So I, yeah, but that's that's been. I saw a crazy stat on uh, stat. Shout out to Stat Muse on Twitter. They had this stat about all the guys that got drafted in that draft uh, drafts uh, with Desmond Bain, and they're all averaging like crazy yeah. numbers right now. Bain, Bain's been killing it. Bain, that backcourt, yeah. been killing it. Oh, I know. Who would have thought? But um, hey, man, 
Hey. The ending of our first official podcast. Uh, you got any last last yeah. thoughts? One more thing I would say, you know, make sure you follow the IG again at the hoopin dot at the dot hoopin dot podcast on IG. More platforms coming soon. We just made the new YouTube channel. That'll be up soon. You know, tune in and uh, this will be released on platforms coming soon. Yes, yes, that is all coming soon. Very, very soon. We have very high expectations out of this podcast and uh thank you for tuning in to the hooping podcast with mike and bry i hope everyone has a great great night and uh we'll be back soon we'll be back soon soon. everybody just keep on hooping let's get it